What did you do to him? It's working. This is working? I've accelerated the process, but we can't control when the specific spell will manifest. Bullshit, you can't. Pablo, <laughs> listen up. You might be converging with the book or whatever, but you are still a fucking ghost beater. You call the shots, not some glorified demonic romance novel. You hear me? Yeah. I said, do you hear me? I got this. There's my powerful vagina. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Episode 175. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're on today's episode. Klaatu Birada. <laughs> Congratulations. You just killed the world. <laughs> How do you spell that? Uh, I wrote down N I C H T A T A T A T A. Oh, that's good. That's actually good phonetics. I like that. Uh, Give it to me. I'll never be able to pronounce it. Uh, colon. Ash versus Evil Dead season two. Oh, the best, the best of the seasons. Well, I haven't seen. You guys season, haven't seen season. I haven't three. seen season yeah. three, so I couldn't I, tell you for sure. I did like the season a lot. Though. I personally think this is the best season, but I'm excited to get to season three. But uh, yeah, anyway, guys, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, in the hot seat this week, the hottest seat this week. Ooh, ooh, mm. Mm. it's warm. It's Jancy pants. <laughs> Hi, Jancy. How's it going, guys? Jancy and his pants. How how are your pants? Keeping that hot seat. They're hot. they're still on. Should they be off? Maybe. Do I need to? We'll get to. No, it. no, no, no. Oh, your oh, your, oh, your oh, college no, professor no, is no, not no, here. No, Take, no. Keep your pants on. Keep going. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting mixed signals, guys. Need, I don't know. What we to need do. to take a vote on things like this. Cause... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> next time we have one more time of you coming on for this. So next time I'll be ready. I'll wear my elastic pants. <laughs> do you have one of those? Uh, do you have one of those? Uh, those elephant trunk like thongs. I need to get one of those. Elephant trunk like, thongs. Yeah, like where your dick, your dick sits in like the elephant trunk, and your, then when you get a boner, it goes. Your dick's not big enough to work in those. It'd <laughs> have to be like an anteater or something. <laughs> hey, anteaters got huge noses. Not as big as an elephant trunk. Well, that's true. Listen, take what you can get. <laughs> Yours would be a pug. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I keep getting. Oh, oh, I, that's so sad. I keep getting these Does it ads. Make those weird sniffling noises. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting these ads on uh, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. I don't know what they are thinking, but uh, it's a new kind of underwear where it's got a, a separate like a hole in the front, and you put your dick through it, and then there's a special little pocket for your dick to go in. I'm like, that would be so uncomfortable. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. They're, it's. Are you getting them too? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand uh, why. It's, what kind they're, of porn they're, are you guys looking? They're at? boxer briefs. <laughs> they're boxer briefs, but they have a second. Because you know that's targeted. They, Those ads are targeted. They're boxer briefs, <laughs> and they have a separate pocket in the front that you put your dick through, and then it, and then it separates your uh, your meat and. There, you're meat and beans. It separates your twigs from your berries. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's yeah. even some where there's two different pockets. In like the pocket, <laughs> there's like a seam in the middle of the ball pocket, so it like separates the balls out on either oh, wow. side. What? I look at. Yeah. Oh, that that's, would be so that's uncomfortable. That's just yeah. as bad no. as wearing those no. shoes that have the individual toes, where you have underwear that has spots for your individual nuts. 
I have some of those. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, the, the, the Vibram shoes? Are yeah, just, man. I, I always I know they're dorky as hell, but I love them. Ugh, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I got them like 10 years ago. They skeeve me out, dude. Have you ever tried a pair on? Yeah, I have. It's the ultimate. They skeeve me out. I'll take my Crocs <laughs> any day of the week. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my Crocs, especially when I got a nice pair of socks on with them. Ooh. But uh, I love drop, my drop I love it my like it's crack. I love my five six. Like drive it like it's crock. Ooh, why was that not? I, I don't know. It should we be. should play that song on here sometime? We can do it at the end of this episode. Oh shit, dude! You want to do it? I'd rather do that than night of wound. Well, we're not doing night. <laughs> yet, so shut up. We well, haven't. We're doing that. We're but, dro- we're dropping crocs with socks. Oh my god! But we have to listen to it first to make sure that it's appropriate to actually play. <laughs> Um, I think that it is. <laughs> I think that one is. I don't I think, think that one is. I don't think that we could play We All We Got. No. We definitely we definitely couldn't play uh, that one, Fat but... Chance's uh <laughs> Oh dude. I'm hungry song. <laughs> oh that one. I thought you were talking about Shouty Get Your Hose Filled. No, we can't we cannot play Shouty Get Your Hose Filled. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, what's, what's going on, on from fellas? The, from the days past of our rap group. Hey, I'm I'm past hey. that. Hey, oh, I said sorry, what's going sorry. on? Nothing. I did a thing this week. What did you do? So I watched uh, I watched a movie for the Fascinating. What are you up to, Jansen? <laughs> <laughs> I get to interrupt this time. Fuck off, man. <laughs> what are you up to? Yeah. Oh. oh right, now you, I, your time's I, up. I'm back you, in the you hot took, seat again. You took too long. Lost what, 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 all right, what'd you do, Mike? <laughs> so I watched every in the in the sci-fi in the sci-fi uh, realm, right? Yep. yep. There is you have Star Trek and you have Star Wars, right? That are always kind of Head to head battling. Sure, but yeah. then there's but then there's like the third candidate, the third party, if you will, the green party. If Hold you on, will. can I t- can I guess what it is? Well, I already told you off air. You did? Yes. Can I guess? I yes. don't remember. Spaceballs. What... No. Battlestar. What's... I don't remember what the. Yeah, I was gonna say Battlestar no. Galactica. I watched Dune. That is. Oh, awesome. oh that no! Is, you told that me. That is. That is so not... <laughs> no, you did. You, you did. That is well, so no. not the third candidate though. But it kind of is though. There are there are people that like in in terms of like big space operas, like Dune is is. Not as big as the other two, but it's definitely there. It's I mean, got I know it's, like, it's, I know got it's up fans. there, but when you're talking about like the whole the Star Wars versus um, Star Trek versus anything other well, than that, it would you people would bring up Battlestar Galactica first. Maybe but that's just a, but that's he, I, I don't he know. agrees with me. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I agree with him. My point is though, Dune <clears> is also <throat> the one of those big space operas though that people love. It's based on the book or whatever. The movies are very polarizing. You know, their 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 fans and detractors are just as rabid, I think, as the other ones. But I'd never seen it before, so I watched <clears> uh, I watched the actual movie, the David Lynch directed movie, uh-huh. and uh, I gotta tell you, I am it's it's a weird it's a weird movie, yeah. And I don't quite understand it, but I also didn't hate it. Hmm. And it's a I don't know it's it's bizarre I'm not really sure where this this uh, conversation is going. I haven't seen it. I was hoping maybe one of you had seen it before. I haven't seen I have seen it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid though. It's it's so super weird. I was like, probably twelve maybe the last time I saw like it. Like the people with the fucking blue glowing eyes and yeah. they have like superpowers sort of by eating this stuff called spice and the sandworms the fucking sandworms oh bro that's that's just like today you go to like back in 2007 you could go to a (laughs) shell gas station get some spice your eyes and your eyes would glow and you start getting superpowers and you're eating people's faces off and stuff you remember that Uh, that was bath salts oh spice was just the one that was just killing people right the the spice is nice Ah. but no it's really it's really cool i was hoping one of you had maybe seen it so that we could talk about a little bit but if not yeah, it. it's it's been too many years for it's, me. It's weird though. Like I I I went into it expecting 
to like love it because it's a space opera and who doesn't love a good space opera but apparently that movie I learned afterwards that movie was chopped to shit it was originally supposed to be a three and a half hour long movie uh-huh. and it got chopped down to like two mm-hmm. so like the narrative is just all over the place but like some of the visuals are really cool some of them are really crappy um, but now I really want to watch the William Hurt version which was the made for TV series um, that like, mm. William Hurt was in. He was the main. He played the main guy that uh, Kyle McLaughlin played from Twin Peaks. Mm, mm. Uh, he played oh, the main yeah. the main guy uh, Prince something or other. I can't remember his name. But Butter Buttercup. But Prince oh. Buttercup. <laughs> Getting my movies mixed up. <laughs> Princess no, cool. Bride. They gender swap. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was interesting though. I was, I was I don't know. I guess I can't say too much if you guys haven't seen it, but. Yeah, I, I have seen it. It's just been a long time. I haven't that. seen it. I've been meaning to read the book instead. <clears throat> That's the thing. I'm actually more interested in reading the book now to get all the backstory. Okay. But the way that I described it to my buddy Chris was they took all of the really bad parts of the prequels, <laughs> all of, like the political like like jargon and all that, and mm-hmm. just made a two-hour movie. <laughs> Mixed with giant sandworms and apparently doing drugs that make your eyes glow and you could become like a clairvoyant. Hey. Uh, Pretty if, cool, right? If you'd like to read the book, you could head over to audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast oh, and pick yourself some... up a free 30-day membership you saw cancel at any time keep the free book damn damn, <laughs> damn. are you sure it's on audible <laughs> probably i can't imagine <laughs> yes probably. yes is it is it, it definitely is okay. on audible it's on my wish list right it's, now their okay. their library is literally hundreds of thousands of books it's true michael it's, they probably uh, have all six books right yes i would imagine they have the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. see that see how i just turned that into an opportunity for oh, us to make Money. I like it. So what was what was <laughs> that? That sounded like again? clicks to me. That was <laughs> audibletrial.com slash the buzzed kill podcast. I was gonna make a bunch of clicky noises, but then I realized I probably stopped the recording. <laughs> but um also oh my gosh. also something that uh was is up this week. Mm-hmm. The fucking Candyman trailer dropped. Mm. Yep. Right? How how dope do we think the Candyman trailer is? Looks really good. You know what though? Quite dope. The uh <laughs> When, that when was the literally the whitest thing I've ever heard you say, <laughs> it was quite dope. Quite dope. It was quite. quite... He said, "How dope did we think?" So I responded, "Quite dope. <laughs> quite dope, friends. Very, very dope. Really was the shiz. I don't, I don't belong in Detroit, guys. <laughs> um, no. Uh, when I when I first saw the trailer for Us, mm-hmm. I flipped out yep. when you heard that. Uh, that uh, Looney's song, yeah. the remix of that Looney's they, song with the weird like, uh, what did you call it? Like jittery strings one time. Yeah, like that jitter. Uh, uh, what'd you call it? You didn't call where, it where they're just like plucking the strings and <laughs> yeah, the plucky yeah. strings. That, yeah. Um, and they do the exact same thing in this yeah, one, I, and it's still cool. It's still away. effective, but it's just like it, it's like. It it made me feel like I was just watching. It was rehashed. The Us yeah, they yeah, it was definitely trailer, a rehash yeah. of the Us trailer. Yeah. And I can't fucking stand Beyonce or <gasps> Destiny's Child. You don't like Queen Bey? No, oh, no, no. She can fucking suck a dick. Just go Wait. somewhere else. Mm. What did I miss? That same a name, same a name. <laughs> that was the song. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. So they they did the same thing to that song where they slowed it down sort of and took the music out and it was just the vocal and they tried to make it creepy, but. I hate that song so much that it takes me out of the trailer. Just, I'm not holding that against the movie, but like, it's just like, ugh, the first time I heard it, I was like, that's the one like bad thing about this trailer. It's like, that just sucks. Just on record, I, I used to like Destiny's Child. I won't lie, and I used to like Beyonce. <laughs> you were a Kelly Rowland fan, weren't you? 
I did like Kelly Rowland. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, she was. I can see it in your eyes. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, no, I liked. I even liked Beyonce when it's, when she went solo. She had a few good, uh, few good jams, but yeah, I, she just like then she came then out she with joined the Illuminati. With yeah, Jay-Z. exactly. And then right? she stopped singing and she just started talking. She was cool in Austin Powers. It's like everybody can talk, dude. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll what? give you that. Yeah, I liked her in Austin Powers. Which one? Goldfinger. Oh, gold, gold, yeah, gold member. I gold member. Gold yeah. member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was she was fun in that. I'll I'll give you that. But uh, yeah. so there's no pleasing. How does it? So there's no pleasing you. So there's no pleasing you. I can't. Why the fuck can't I think of how he talks? Uh, uh, Who like the the gold guy? So there's no pleasing. I can't. I'm doing Doctor Evil sort he, of. He's got a little bit of a lisp in there. I can't. I can't. I can't. Just move on. <laughs> move on. Or it's gonna frustrate anyway, though, me. Uh, the Candyman trailer looks awesome. Um, I'm I'm super psyched on how they are <clears> treating <throat> the character. Almost sort of as more of like a not spectral, but like a a thing that takes over your like over you sort of like a spiritual kind of thing. Hey, way to and way I love to, that way to steal the words right out of Chris Jordan's mouth. Hey, man, we t- <laughs> me and him talked at length about this. Okay, we we came up. With this <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to no, call no, no. you out. No, but it's true though. No, he's, I he's do. Absolutely right. He no, just bring that totally, to, totally. to the forefront first. But. Like they show him more as a yeah, they show him more as a specter, mm-hmm. and when they do show him, his face is always obscured or something like that. I don't know. Like that is Tony Todd's voice for it's sure, absolutely right? Absolutely, Tony Todd's voice. And did I you don't miss know that his it's... face? Did you miss Tony Todd's face? In the reflection on the car? In the car windows. I, I screenshot it. It's exactly his face. Everybody's saying that, and I don't think it is. It's 100% his is face. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They probably de-aged him a little bit, because the whole idea, like, uh, you know, is that he's he was killed or whatever, and, like, so he shouldn't age, but oh, yeah. it's absolutely him. Is it? Um, and he's in a couple other scenes too, but he's always, his face is always a little bit obscured. Yeah, you might be so, right. I, yeah, I kind of... There's I, no might. Um, <laughs> I am correct. <laughs> no, you, no, you could be incorrect because more so than anything, what I noticed in in the reflection in the car window was the guy was wearing different clothes in the reflection than he was. Different nose too. Is it different it's, nose? It's, 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 it's I noticed okay. that actually at first because the, See, you know, I didn't, the main I, actor's nose is very like it's very nice and like it's like you could ski down it. <laughs> Whereas Tony Todd's got like, just a little bit of a bump, a little in his bump nose, in the ridge of the enough, nose. Yeah, it's enough, a little bit beakish, okay. to oh, where yeah. you can see it in the uh, in the reflection. Yeah, I didn't go back. Outside of I didn't. That, the whole rest of his fucking face. Is I didn't. There. I didn't pause it. I didn't pause it the way you did. I just like rewound it twice yeah. and watched to see if I could see. I guess I could have paused it and tried yeah. to look a little closer, but I just didn't care that much. Uh, but aside from the fact that I thought that they kind of recycled the idea with the music, it looks yeah. amazing. Uh, Chris Jordan brought up that they, they, um, they, uh, integrated the very important themes of the original, mm-hmm. you know, like it was very important that, uh, t- to get across the fact that he was, uh, um, Candyman was a victim of a, of a, of a, uh, like a hate crime yep. or racist yep. hate crime. So yeah, it looks like they caught this. Not, no pun intended, caught the spirit of what the original Candyman was. I like, too, that there's a lot of the art is very important in this mm, trailer, mm-hmm. and a lot of the art in the abandoned building in the original yeah. was like part of it, too, so I like that. I, I'm very, very curious how they're going to handle this, and I'm calling it right now. I completely forget if this has been announced or not, but I'm going to say that Virginia Madsen shows up at the end of this movie. Oh. I'm going to say it, because I don't think she died in the original. It's been a while since I've seen it, and I don't believe she died. And even if she did die, there is no reason that they can't bring her back somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say she's going to be back. Yeah, it. I watched it for the show, but that was like two years ago. That's so what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't it was the last remember. time I saw it. 
Um, I haven't seen it yet. You've never seen Candyman? I have not seen oh, Candyman dude. yet, but wow. you you bet I'm going to before, what is this, June? You go into my kitchen, there's a big old kitchen knife, fall on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's how I feel. Wow. <laughs> and then if you can, and then if you can manage to get up, come back. There's a toilet in there. Drown yourself. <laughs> wow. Wait, let me go take a shit first. I'll add insult to injury. <laughs> Not the butt. <laughs> oh, oh god. Anyway, uh, what, about, what about you, Jensen? Uh, you haven't been on the show for what a month and a half or so. Yeah, I've. What's What's new with you? Uh, not a whole lot is new in general. Uh, Allie, my wife, is very pregnant and becoming ever increasingly so. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens. That's the yes. process. Yeah, she's due in a month, and at this point, she's like the stereotypical like TV. Careful, careful now. Careful. I'm not okay. I'm the worst <laughs> husband of a pregnant wife ever because I've said this to her face. Uh, she's the stereotypical, very pregnant, uh, TV character. Like she's got the waddle and she sits on the couch and she's got her strange, uh, craving and all that peanut butter. Peanut butter is very easy to come by. So that's not a strange craving. No, like she, I had some literally today. Am I pregnant? Oh yeah. But have you eaten two and a half pounds of it in a month? Probably. Yes. That seriously (laughs) sounds like a life goal. What? That's eating two and a half pounds. I've never eaten two and a half pounds of peanut butter in my life, at least in a Dude, in one, a certain setting. One of the big mm. wait, you're t- you're saying in a month? Yeah. One of, the, one of the big jars of Jif is two and a half pounds. Yeah, thirty two ounces. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She oh, yeah, I've definitely done that. <laughs> Dude, I in a month? Yeah, I've definitely yeah, done two, that. Yes. Do you know that that is so much peanut butter? I've eaten not... a half of a jar in one sitting. Yeah. That's not a lot of peanut butter, dude. Okay, you guys are just weirdos. Most people are... I'm sorry. I like peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? That's not not a lot of peanut butter. That's crazy. See, the goal goal is to Compared to the zero that she ate before. Oh, well... The goal is to find find yourself a girl that loves jelly as much as I love peanut butter. And then while you're eating it and she's eating jelly, you just start making out. And then you make a beautiful peanut butter and jelly sandwich... Between lovers. Who's going to like the bread, though? I just got goosebumps. You are the bread. I just got goosebumps. Catch up here, man. It's the... uh, The bodies are the bread. It's poetic. Right? Preferably one of you has a yeast infection. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. If not both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, somebody's cooking up a loaf of bread, and I think it's sourdough. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's gross. Uh, Sorry about that. There's a visual for y'all. That's icky. <laughs> okay. uh, wow. Um, so I watched a movie. Your wife is still pregnant. James, what did you do? I don't know, dude. All I know. Right, I know. Talk. I said I was going to do interesting things. Yeah. What did you not... do? What did you do? Uh, what did you do this week that you have never done ever in your life? Well, I this this isn't going to start off interesting. Okay. I'm on a diet, which I'm breaking tonight, obviously, because I'm I'm drinking. Yeah. I haven't started um, mine yet. I'm on this. I'm on this. Uh, Aaron and I are doing this thing. She's obviously being more strict about it than I am. But I, uh, I, I do most of the cooking in our in our house. And on this diet, you can't eat like any processed or pre-made foods or anything like that. So, it's the, if a, it's the Amish diet. If a recipe calls for mayonnaise, I can't use store-bought mayonnaise. I have to make the mayonnaise. So I learned how to make mayonnaise from scratch. Turns it's out, it's pretty gross. It's fucking delicious. It's, Are you kidding? I'll never buy jarred also, mayonnaise, no, mayonnaise just, again. It's also really easy to make. Huh? It's super easy. How to do you make? Wait, it? I'm you just whip egg whites basically, and then and then there's oil, 
You add oil to the egg whites once it gets going or whatever. Yeah, it's oil. What and, it's what oil else? and what else, Mike? It's oil and egg whites. No, there's probably some salt in there. Wrong. I'm know. thinking of something else. Garlic mustard powder. Keep up, man. Uh, <laughs> but then, oh, okay. So I made salmon today, and I wanted how'd tartar. You, how did how did you make your salmon? I um, bred the salmon. No, no, no. How did you make the salmon? I I bred it. I bred it like a, a breeding salmon. Oh, I bred I the I salmon. Like breadcrumbs, like you breadcrumbed. It. Oh no 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 no! I actually breeded the salmon. You breeded? Breeded. Breed. Well, bread. if I say bread, then you're an idiot and you can't follow. So I, <laughs> this is going nowhere. <laughs> no, so I don't know. I'm 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 learning how to make a lot of foods from scratch that I never used to make from scratch. So, so that's cool. Last week, that's we something were here, I guess. You had never made mayo before. Uh, nah, that's not entirely true. I had. So he's a liar. But That's I made my own tartar sauce today. Okay. And I had never made my own scratch tartar sauce. Okay. Man. I don't I don't buy jarred tartar sauce because it's a fucking racket. <laughs> if you buy jarred tartar sauce, you're an idiot because it's just mayo. This is the soapbox everybody needed. Right <laughs> yeah, I will I will die on this hill. If you it, it, tartar sauce is just mayo mixed with, with a little bit of lemon juice and chopped up pickles. If you buy it in a jar, you're an idiot because it's so expensive for a little tiny jar so i've always made my own for the past few years but now i made my own mayo and then put the stuff in to make tartar Dude. sauce and i ate it with the salmon and it was fucking divine and that's it guys and that's gotta, it for me you, you gotta know? make a meal where it's tartar sauce like a glob of tartar sauce with shaved salmon over top of it Ooh. Oh. <laughs> the, the hunter becomes the prey <laughs> That actually, <laughs> I like that. I really do. There you go. <laughs> Just a shaving. I don't know that, what else I've had going on. It, Nothing. My kids are sick, so you know that whole thing. It, it's funny, <laughs> like you talking about this actually reminded me of something that is actually relevant to Ash vs. Evil Dead season two. Okay. Because it's set in Michigan. This past week was a big event in Michigan. Poonchki Day, also known as Fat Tuesday. Oh, Fat Tuesday, yeah. And uh, I did something I've never done for it. I made homemade gumbo for the first time. Oh, did dang. you? How yeah. was it? It it turned out freaking amazing. My father-in-law uh, taught me how to make it. So, like, I was doing it the whole time. He was just like, okay, now do this. And, like, telling me, like, the recipe says this, but follow this. And Oh, so he's... He make he's known for making his yes. own gumbo and he's passing his secrets on to you. Yes, okay. I I learned something from my father in law and it, oh, it turned out nice. really really awesome. What's and up? what kind of meat did you put in it? Chicken and chicken andouille sausage and a small amount of smoked sausage. For some reason, I thought you were gonna say a small amount of bass. Like, <laughs> small amount of bass. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> small amount of peas. A little bit of camel. <laughs> Ooh, but camel meat and gumbo. I, I'm. I'm into it. I'm into it. No. What other kind of meat could you use? Gumby meat? What is gumby meat? Just Play-Doh. Oh, blob. <laughs> gumby meat. Oh, blobfish. Do like people it. eat blobfish? Because those things are ugly. They really are ugly. I don't know if I would eat that. Is that... It's Or I would eat it, and I'd eat a ton of them so that have, they don't live anymore. Have you ever seen what so a blobfish ugly. looks like? Yes, and the reason why I'm laughing at this is uh, we got a 3D ultrasound done for free since we're get, getting like BPPs done. You're about to say that your kid looks like a blobfish. That is what Allie said. Um, that is what my wife said. Oh, well, I I'm guess not, if she says it, it's okay. I'm not going to say it on air, but... Oh. That's... Yes. Oh, yeah. What? Nothing. Speaking of corrections, let's get into some. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs>
you're so stupid! Alright, I got a couple of corrections, because we're stupid. Um, Houghton City is in the Keweenaw Peninsula. I think we pretty much said that. Yeah, yeah but it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about Ravensburger and their great <laughs> games that they put out. Yeah. And I said one of their games was called Maleficent. It's not. Maleficent. 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 There we go. <laughs> She's on the front of the box, but uh-huh. it's actually called Villainous. Uh-huh. So if you're looking for some Ravensburger Disney games... It's villainous. Oh, yeah, the board game maker? That's, yeah. That's, yeah, they put um, out good that's, stuff. This one, that's, this one, one, that's one villainous This box. one is solely on me. Huh? Uh, fictitional is not a word. <laughs> did you say that? I did. What the fuck, dude? I think I just don't even pay attention to you anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm listening to it. I go, what? fictitional? What, what was the context? Why? Talking, we were talking about something that wasn't real. I don't know. Fictitional. <laughs> fictitional. I don't know. <laughs> And now it is a word, and we're going. I'm going to try and say that tonight. Do it, please. Um, let's see here. Redman's Redman Redman Redman's Staten Island home, right? The one we were talking about MTV Cribs. Yeah, Mickey Redman. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking about Cribs on his Staten Island home and how like Redman, it was a piece yeah. of crap. Mm-hmm. Was his real house? Yeah, absolutely. And apparently MTV was super pissed. That he didn't go rent a mansion or do like something else for the show. Like, really? He actually, they That's wanted so him to. They tried to like pay for him to have this thing. It's crazy. So M- MTV Cribs is a load of shit. And not all of it. Not all. No. Of it. No, because like like a like a like when they did um, Rob Zombie, you could never do that. I have a... his, his f- like film collection itself would take months to set up. You know oh, what I mean? No, 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 no. His Rob Zombie's house was definitely his house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do here have uh, a top 10 list, though, of all the fake things on MTV Cribs. Okay. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Okay. Of oh, course. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, 50 Cent, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. 50 Cent didn't own any of the luxury sports cars in his driveway. <laughs> Not a single one of them. Okay. The Ying Yang Twins mm-hmm. rented a house they hadn't even seen before filming. <laughs> so as they're walking through, they had never seen it before. They were completely... So you could say from the window to the walls, they had never seen that house, right? To the socks <laughs> drop off your drawers. I, I don't. Know. That was them, right? <laughs> I know Lil John was in that song, but right. wasn't it also uh, Ying Yang Twins? I'm M- too white for such. MTV lent an impressive car to Birdman for his episode. Yeah. It wasn't his car. Okay. Uh, let's see, Little Bow Wow's. These are all car things. Little Bow Wow's collection of cars was a bunch of rentals. Didn't own them. It's all. It's all rappers too. Uh, not all of them. Robbie Williams used the home of Jane Seymour, more specifically known as Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. That was her house, not his, <laughs> during the filming. Why? I don't know. That's weird. Um, <laughs> who's Dame Dash? Is he a rapper? Apparently, Dame Dash used Mariah Carey's house as his own. Okay. It wasn't even his house. Uh, ja Rule got sued after renting a mansion and passing it off as his own. Dude. That doesn't shock me because Ja Rule is kind of a piece of shit. Oh, dude. Ja Rule. Like, watch that. Have you watched that Fire Festival thing oh, on yeah. Netflix? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I haven't and, seen it yet. And then he tried, he that's, just tried like a, it. he just tried a few months ago to promote another thing that was supposed to be like Fire Festival, but 10 times better. It's like 10 times better than what? Fire Festival was literally like, functional it's functional <laughs> oh it's gonna be 10 <laughs> times better like we might actually i i remember when we might actually have water there when that was happening like just all the reports coming out of there i was just like that 
for like a week and a half, two weeks, I was just reading all these blog posts and like watching all these videos. And it was so beautiful because all these rich pricks <laughs> had to deal with that. And all I had physical, to think was good. It was the physical embodiment of that Michael Jackson meme where he's just eating the popcorn. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes, it was it was delicious. It fed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, Damon Dash is Jay-Z's former manager, business partner at Rockefeller Records. So who, oh, it's a part of the Illuminati. So who cares, you know? He's, yeah. Like, why is anybody... He's the fall guy for the Illuminati <laughs> when they when they find shit out. Um, my last uh, correction here is not necessarily a correction, more of an apology um, for making anybody <laughs> feel super uncomfortable, perhaps, on last week's episode, when I got really, really, really apparently into the male nudity of the one movie... <laughs> You did? <laughs> did you listen to the last episode? I'm like halfway through. I got to the male nudity part at the end of Revenge, and I wouldn't shut up about it. Oh, yeah. I was just going, I was just going ham on it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and not not in a fun... And I was waiting for me oh to be done, gosh. and I just wouldn't be done about it. Not in a funny way, either. <laughs> not in a funny way, either. You were like, I really, really respect the way they just like fucking let this guy walk around with his hog out. <laughs> Like I love it everywhere he turned. Like there was a, it was either a close up of his ass or like or he'd turn around and there's the snake and oh I fucking loved it. I really really I, I was like oh yeah, my gosh. I'm 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 listening to this or whatever and I I I got hit by uh, this greatest Ron White quote ever where I'm just like I did not know that about myself. <laughs> oh, but yeah, wow, I got really God. into it. So yeah, I'm just, you know if. Uh, <laughs> Well, if a dude gloating over another dude's cock and balls made you feel a little uncomfortable, I apologize for it. If, ah. if that was your thing, you're welcome. I wasn't uncomfortable with it. No, because it's your thing. Yeah, it's my thing, man. <laughs> I, said that the, I said that the guy was handsome. I'm actually going to be going <laughs> off on some dick in in our episode today, too. So it's going to happen again. Oh, yeah. I already know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to say no man should ever have a piercing that big. A Prince what? Albert? Um, no, no, that wasn't a Prince. That was a plug Albert. Was, that, was, well, that was like a triple zero Prince Albert. In my experience, I, <laughs> people with Prince Alberts tend to tend to try and go as big as they can. Because you gotta be kind of fucked up to That's get one. That's true, right? If to you're gonna do it to, if you're gonna do it to begin with, you're probably and when of I, that person. And when I, when I say in my experience, I mean it's because I have one. Yeah, and it's like a triple zero. <laughs> it's it's yeah. If that's even a thing, you know those metal. It's straws, literally you know those just metal straws you can buy at the store. It's about that big. I actually, just have, <laughs> I just have a champagne cork in it. <laughs> oh, so boy. when you celebrate, you just pop the cork. <laughs> Gross. Oh, okay, that's all I got. You got anything? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> tell uh, tell the people we're doing this. Oh, tell the people. Uh, well, this week, I, I don't know, because you were being an asshole, and you wouldn't tell me what we were drinking. Sorry. I just, I, I kept saying, where's our beer for this week? Don't worry about it. Really? Yeah, that's what he was doing to me as soon as I showed up. Because it's my thing every week. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, so we're, hey, we have glasses. Oh, thank you. I have an Oyster Fest glass. Ooh, Atwater. Um, so this week, we're talking about Ash versus... The evil, well, not the Evil Dead. Ash versus Evil Dead, season two, and oh look, I'm a genius. It's it's something from Baffin, <laughs> just like I said it was gonna be. This is oh, oh. 
Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> right? Everything about this is right? awesome. It's perfect for this week. We are celebrating Ash Wednesday in, in style. Even though it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday today, technically speaking, but it's, it's not Ash Good Wednesday Friday today. Week. It's not? Yes, it is. No, Good Friday is the Friday before oh, Easter. Yeah, he's right. Oh, come on. He's right. Oh, wait, hold it's on. It's the first Friday of Lent, which means you're supposed to eat all of the fish. And just despite my work, we ordered pizza with literally extra meat on it today. You may have noticed that I said I had salmon today. Oh, yeah. No, I had bacon I'm and not, pork belly and I'm no, bacon, I suppose. I'm not a good Catholic, but my... my um, I'm the best Catholic. My Catholic, <laughs> my Catholic guilt rears its head for like the first two weeks of Lent usually. Sh- we, shut up! <laughs> we went to the same church. I didn't think you were Catholic at all. Huh? I didn't think you were a Catholic at all. We well, went to the ra- same church. I was raised Catholic. Oh, okay. So was he. Can't you tell? <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, literally, like the least God-believing person I know in my entire life. Such a fucking atheist, heathen piece of shit. Hey, man. Enjoy hell. What are you doing? You told me to shut up, and I feel guilty for Oh, now. okay. Well, nope. you should feel guilty. I do feel guilty. God, it's, it's the first Friday of Lent, and you... So what we're drinking here, since you didn't actually say it, we're drinking fat ash poonchki. Fat ash oh. poonchki. So this now, is a, does do does everybody know? Does everybody around the country know poonchkis are? No, right? it's a Michigan thing. Oh, it and is I just just, I just a Michigan thing. I just thing. pluralized poonchki. By oh, the way, I'm sorry. That's gross. Dude. It's like when I say beers, I know that you're it's, not supposed to say beers. That beers. That poonchkis. I guess that's actually kind of to to to. Um, to pluralize things that aren't supposed to be pluralized is sort of a Michigan thing. Kind of in, in Myers. Anyway, Walmart's, Myers, oh, Kroger's. God, Myers is the worst. I don't do that. Um, so here's the deal. This is a uh, this is a, a stout that uh, the kind people over at Baffin literally throw in 40 pounds of real poonchkis just into the color. Into the like, mash, they right? They just throw it right in, and then whatever wow. happens, happens. Okay. I have not tasted it this year, so okay. it's different every year. So, I have not tasted this so yet. So this is called Fat Ash Poonchki. I mean, it, um, the name speaks for itself, right? Ash, yes. Right. Uh, and he's and he's, he's kind of fat. And he's a little tubbier <laughs> in, 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 these, uh, in these new series. And, and Poonchki, if you don't know what, like we said, if you don't know what a Poonchki is. which a fucking you, donut. <laughs> it's essentially a donut. It's a very, very fatty, uh, either fruit or custard filled donut. And you're not a real Michigander if you don't eat at least half a dozen. On Poonchkita. I ate. How many did you eat? You didn't had, eat any on Fat had, Tuesday, did No, I did. did. I had one on Fat Tuesday. I, but the I day caved. before. I had three the day before. I ate. So. <laughs> I want to say I ate five on Fat Tuesday. <laughs> you fat piece of shit. It was the jumping. Right. It was the jump off to my to my diet. And let me tell you, dude, for three days straight, because today is Friday. So for three days straight, just earlier today, I finally got rid of my like sugar hangover fuck headache. I had a headache for three days because I, I started, I went from eating five poonchki to not what, eating any what sugar. What filling? Oh, so. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good question. Cream cheese is my new favorite. <gasps> so There's a cream good. cheese? Yeah, Kroger had, no. Kroger's had <laughs> cream <Whoa>. cheese. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh, that sounds amazing. Strawberry, strawberry is the best. Um, can, I'm, I, I'm a fruit, can you get me a, a paper towel? I'm a fruit guy, and I like, I like my strawberry. Of course you are. Likes his poonchki like he likes his... Uh, men (laughs) (laughs) i i go for the apple filling i'm a big fan oh i love the apple filling in that my favorite place to get punch keys and by the way there's another connection uh, what a prick (laughs) hey i'm from wisconsin give me a break new for this episode if you pluralize something punch key or meyer or kroger 
We might be done yeah, pluralizing yeah. stuff. Okay. If so, we do, you have to drink five drinks. So, uh, uh, Ted Ramey's character, Chet, he was wearing a shirt that said Poonchki on it. Oh, yes, yeah, I noticed right. that. I noticed yeah. that, yeah. And oh, then dude, again, so this is... but, then, but then right afterwards, he was wearing a Hamtramck shirt, yeah, he, which it... is where you get the Poonchki. So, yes, exactly. Come on. But honestly, my favorite Poonchki comes very, from very full, so be careful. Uh, the donut shop in Royal Oak. Well, uh, what's it called? Is it just called the donut shop? Donut shop. Oh, okay. Or donut stop. That donut was... stop. Oh, the yeah. one that the the one on Main Street, like right right when you're about to leave the main area and hit 696. It's kind of right on the edge of town. Yeah, that was... it looks yeah. like it looks like a crappy little place. They don't yeah. even accept uh, was... credit card or anything. That Those are always the places a... that are the best, right? That mm-hmm. conversation was almost about to be a who's on first type segment, <laughs> <laughs> and you saved it. Me. It's like, it's a donut shop. No, what's it called? It's a donut shop. No, what's it called? <laughs> the donut shop. <laughs> Except it's not. I was right. It's the yeah. donut stop. Or the have you ever been to the this smells glorious. Mm. Oh Lord. Mm. Cheers, Cheers, John. boys. Cheers. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot of um there's a lot of something going on. Yeah. It's very stouty. Like it, it's very it's, stouty. It's very stouty. It's kind of weird. There's almost like a underlying tobacco taste. Yes. Ooh. No, there is. It's really yes. weird. Look at me with my tongue. <laughs> tobacco punchkis. It's a good tongue ah, you toba- got there. They threw a bunch of tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> tobacco flavored punchkis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, just, they, just fit, they just filled it with uh, chew spit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to taste. Oh my god. Um, Mike, if you would be so kind, could you? Do you have any oranges left? I do. Why? Can you grab me three more glasses and an orange? Do it now. <laughs> just don't ask any questions. Just do it. There's a lot of mystery today. There yeah. is. I didn't bring any surprises. Going to be like three hours long, by the way. Oh, that's okay. I didn't bring any surprises with me. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. Seriously? I didn't know. You're here like once every month hey. and a half. <laughs> Oh, no, I no, I don't need three oranges. You said three oranges in a glass. I said I, I said three glasses and an orange. You did not. I did. We're, we will roll this back. I said three. I only need one orange. Thank you. Those are very aggressive throws too. And like I caught right all up, three of them because I got the reflexes of a Polish cat right above the microphone. Pole cat, too. if you will. He's used to catching the balls I throw his way. All right, so uh, I could not let this episode go. Without mixing up, oh, you got you made pink fuck, didn't you? <laughs> mixing up a jug of pink fuck. Sorry, I totally ruined that. Yeah, you. I did. What the I'm fuck sorry. is wrong with I'm you, sorry. dude? I got real excited. God, you're such I got, a. I got real excited. Is there actual ketamine in it? I can't explain to you, and you just. <laughs> God, I fucking hate you, dude. I cannot explain how much I hate you right now. Why would you ruin it like that? You're just such a piece of shit. It's okay though. I still love you. So yeah, I mixed up uh, out your pink jug and your your cocksucker though. I got excited. Um, I couldn't. And actually, here uh, I I queued up the part of the episode too, and I'm gonna let Ted Ramey explain what this is. I should be able to just do it through my microphone, right? Probably. This it's not loud enough. What's going on here? Ah! All right, here here we go. Here we go. What the hell is pink fuck? Pink fuck is a proprietary mix of liqueurs and spirits garnished with orange rind and um, nutmeg. 
There's a shit ton of ketamine. So the only the only thing I the only thing I could not procure um was the strawberry liqueur. Ah, gotcha. I got the ketamine. (laughs) No. The only thing I couldn't get is the ketamine, obviously. I don't even know it for meth? I don't know where you get ketamine. I don't even know who you would go to to buy ketamine because I'm not a piece of shit. You should have asked. I could have just went to I should could have just gone to any one of the houses around where I work, and they would have been like, "Oh yeah, ketamine. You need anything else? <laughs> oh, some. I guess I could have brought some special K. <laughs> what you do? And we could have just dropped a few Wait, flakes of special isn't, K in isn't there. That what ketamine is? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like the cereal. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what you gotta do is you gotta find a stray cat, name it ketamine, and then shave. Oh, shave the cat into the sh- drinks. Okay. Ketamine is now in your drink. Okay. All right, so ketamine. Ke- so, the, <laughs> so the recipe that I found is um, vodka, strawberry liqueur, which in this case I used uh, strawberry schnapps. Um, so much for only drinking a beer tonight. Or, yeah, I, or, might, <laughs> I might have to get an Uber. Or, or strawberry pucker, rather. Um, grenadine. It, and through, through my cans, it sounds like you're just peeing into a glass, by the way. <laughs> How do you know I'm not? The audience doesn't know. That's the special K. Uh, grenadine, lemonade, and then you garnish it with... Uh, it says orange. He says orange rind in the in the show. You're just going to do orange peel? I'm just going to... I'm going to do orange zest. I brought my oh. zester. And I also He's, brought... He brought his own zester. And I also brought... A fresh nutmeg that I can grind into there because he also says that it's garnished with Look nutmeg. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. So you guys Aww. go ahead and speak amongst yourselves for a second. I, I'm, I'm gonna, very excited. I, I have wanted this. to drink a pink fuck ever since I saw this. Uh, it was like a big thing. Like when I saw, him, like this needs this drink needs to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Ketamine included. Like I don't know what kind of person that makes me, but yeah, I'm sorry that I couldn't provide the ketamine. I feel really bad. <laughs> oh, that's that's a lot of nutmeg. Well, <laughs> oh my god, that'll be mine. I like nutmeg. Good, you're good. They're good. Yeah, you're okay. good. You only need a, uh, good. I didn't. Yeah. I when I watched this, I actually thought it was one of those like fake drinks that TV shows make. Oh, I'm, but, pretty, I'm pretty oh, sure it is. It's a fake drink, but they gave an actual. Uh, they gave the actual like instructions on screen. So well, he oh. didn't actually read it and get the instructions. Well, no, okay. he didn't, he didn't actually give the instructions. He said it's a proprietary blend of no, 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 liqueurs no. and. He holds the Oh, he yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's screen. right. He does. Okay. And I think they did that on purpose because now this cult classic little uh, TV show is making a cult classic drink called the Pink Fuck. The Pink Fuck. Which is the greatest name <laughs> for a so drink good. on the face of the earth. That is a fantastic. And who name. better than to tell us about it than Ted Raimi? Which, oh. by the way. Ted, okay. <sighs> I want to just start talking about this show already. Well, <laughs> Suffice it uh, to say that Ted Raimi being in this ep- this season is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, when it's the greatest thing ever. When he was introduced, I was like, finally, he gets to be like a character. All right, all right. Uh, let's drink did you, up, did boys. you try this yet? Nope. All right, cheers. <laughs> all right. Uh, cheers. Bottoms cheers. up. Mmm. That's it's delicious. It's really good. Wow. <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. Mm. God, I wish there was ketamine in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, really do. I don't even know what what does ketamine wow. do to you. Do you know? I'm pretty sure it kills you. Does it <laughs> slowly, slowly? Okay. Because. Uh, you know what? Oh, like a, I didn't, a... I didn't think that the like I was like nutmeg in this is gonna be weird, but the nutmeg actually sets it off in a it really nice kind of way. It might be the nutmeg doing this, but there is a really, really strong aftertaste of gasoline. That's not. It's true. There's. Yeah. No, mm. there is. Like I'm getting it in my nose. 
That's. Uh, well, oh, here. did you guys just shoot that? Oh here. crap! I'm yeah, such what a you wuss. <laughs> here, smell that. That's the nutmeg. Is that yep, it? Yeah, it's the nutmeg. No, no, no. And, and I know what nutmeg smells and tastes like, but for this, mm. for some reason, like when we're well, are you are you used to fresh ground nutmeg yeah, though? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got to move on here. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Uh, we got some news. Some news. Some. Something's news. Something's not. You know. Some news. Whatever. It's <laughs> okay. It's, it's whatever. No one died this week, so we can start off on uh, a better note than normal. So that's good. Um, it's all right, I guess. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of starting off on a good note, here's the best one. Yeah. American Horror Story fans, right? A C sharp. A C sharp. <laughs> uh, American Horror Story uh, season ten is uh, underway. Uh-huh. Casting news has been released. And uh, I'm excited about it. I've literally never watched a single season of American Horror Story. Oh, really? I know that my, my cred goes out the window for that. I just fell behind on it. I kind of felt like I needed to start from the beginning, and then I didn't. And then, like, season five happened, and now we're on season ten. I just kind of feel like I'm never going to catch up. And then he started watching cooking shows and... Uh, and yeah, but you can watch <laughs> Out of Order. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so... Anyway, though, uh, season 10 is on its way, and there's some casting news this week. And uh, among others, the cast is going to include Sarah Paulson, Kathy Bates, uh, Billy Lord, and uh, most surprisingly, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay! Is going to be in season 10 of American Horror Story. All right, I'm back in. That's pretty cool. Oh, heck yeah. apparently, uh, Culkin, who has not been in, he does like indie films every now and then, but for the most part, for the last better part of a decade he's been super low-key and just does his own thing he had a, a band that he that he was in that they just sang about pizza yeah uh he had done some other stuff and the I think weird they played thing at about, the crowfoot a few times they did the weird thing about macaulay culkin is that you would think that he's this really weird child actor like whatever he's one of the most well-adjusted adults i think hollywood's ever seen quite frankly he really is like in interviews though he talks about he goes people are shocked by the fact that i'm just normal <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's just a dude like mm-hmm. like you would think that at such a young age that he would be this weird fucked up child actor but he's just not he's yeah he's just macaulay Culkin. like he's just him well not all of them go that way you know yeah i know and he's a you know that being said though <laughs> you know I, just, I had nothing to add to it um Anyway, though, he's uh, getting back into the acting game a little bit. He actually auditioned for a role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? And apparently the audition went so horribly, <laughs> he didn't blame them for not casting him. Wow. He, he has said, though, uh, he had said that he hates auditioning, and he's not good at it, so take that for what it is. Yeah. But um, I might actually just start watching season 10 because I want to see him in it. I'm just curious. So I might I might do that. Yeah, there, just, just watch the rest of them. What else? Yeah, I could. It's, it's What's you got going on? It's a lot of time. And so, a lot of some of them are awful. Like uh, American Horror Story Cult, terrible. So I'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you're you're gonna find it annoying. Like, keep going though, because I'm gonna t- I'll tell you which ones I'll love. Like, all the ones that you hate. Roanoke. I I was love, Roanoke sweet. But I, I love the story, I love of the story of Roanoke. Yeah. So. It, I, it, it was. I only watched the first two seasons, so. 
I, I loved it because it started off as like one of those like documentary style, like the type of thing that you'd see on Travel Channel. Mm, yeah. And then it switched halfway through to like uh, found footage. Oh, cool. Excuse me. And it was, I thought that was pretty cool. The best Roanoke story is a movie called Yellow Brick Road that is literally about them trying to find the lost city of Roanoke and what happened to the people, but it ends up being about the Wizard of Oz. Dude, that was such a it's, huge spoiler that you're. No, it's, it's called the movie is called Yellow Brick Road. But they, it doesn't. But there's the weird sounds and stuff. They don't know Should that I they're going. Huh? Should I take it out? No, we're a spoiler podcast. But that was a <laughs> that was a total dick move. I didn't know. <laughs> the movie is literally called Yellow Brick Road. I pretty. It's it's in the title. <laughs> I see those all the time. They could be talking about Detroit. I there's, there's no Yellow Brick Roads in Detroit. There's really not. There's not. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Um, speaking of casting news, in addition to Scarlett Johansson, uh, Taron Egerton, and Billy Porter... Edgerton. Edgerton. Uh, Chris Evans is now in talks to star in the upcoming Little Shop of Horrors remake. Oh, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. He would be playing Oren Scrivello, the dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good casting. You know what it Cause is? He's, so cause Steve he's, Martin played the dentist. I love Chris Evans, but he... Uh, like he can play the role of douchebag very easily it's if true. he wants. It's true. Like oh, in uh, in Captain um, Douchebag. Like in uh, I will uh, fuck you up. Jesus, you will up. you stop with the limp biscuit bullshit? <laughs> 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 Thank you for knowing what I was talking about. Uh, no, like in um, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, he yeah, I, I he forgot he was in that. He played the the actor skateboarder douche the guy actor. the actor <laughs> and he was such a convincing douche i i think that he'll actually pull off the dentist role pretty well yeah, i agree oh, oh yeah look at look most at those pictures most like, uh he's got like the stupid like chin strap oh, and yeah. all that he's gonna oh, be the most jack chin strap he's gonna be the most jack dentist ever though yep can you imagine? Like he'd be super good at pulling your teeth out when they're not even supposed to be I pulled out i wonder if he's taking new clients Oh, I'd love mm. to go to him. I'd love to have him in my mouth. <laughs> I'd love to have him. <laughs> I'd love to have him in my mouth. Oh, I couldn't even do it. <laughs> Who doesn't know? It's Chris Evans. Who doesn't? Of course. Uh, Come on. Of course. Clean, clean my teeth with your... All right, moving on. Um, if you don't have Shudder and uh, you didn't watch the Creep Show series, you're in luck. Uh, that is if you have cable. If you don't have cable or Shudder, then I guess you're still shit out of luck. But um, AMC is going to air the entire Creep Show series later on this year before the uh, season two premiere. Hmm. So uh, if you don't have Shudder but you still have cable, you can you're able to watch Creep Show on AMC. Do you, know, awesome. you want to know another TV show that Facebook desperately wants me to watch for some reason? Is that what's that? That Channel Zero show. It's a great show. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. it it's wants really me to watch it so bad it's too. Really good. It, I I see twenty ads a day for it. Yeah. First two episodes were boring. I couldn't get through it. Really? Yeah. Oh well. Like Teeth Guy showed up for just like a second. I was like, but I want more of the Teeth Guy. Channel Zero, though, I'm from my gonna, understanding, uh, Channel Zero is all about like sort of like tech, like sort of techie. Oh, horror, have like, you never? You've not watched it? Oh no, I'm. Completely bullshitting you. Oh, I've heard yeah. it. I've no, heard nothing. No, but, you're you're not. You're thinking of Dark Mirror. Yeah. Oh, I am thinking of Dark. Mirror. Is it Dark Mirror? But or I've Black also Mirror? Dark Black Mirror. Mirror. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, it's all the techie stuff. Sort yeah, of. Black like, Mirror yeah, Black Mirror is freaking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I have though. I have though heard nothing but good things about Channel, about Channel Zero. Zero. Yeah, I've heard. No, I've wanted to well, watch that, it for a long time. I just. It's one of those shows. I just. That's a show. Had the time to get into. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, that show is kind of <laughs> like uh, we're a horror podcast, and every single show that comes up, none of us have ever seen. Okay. 
in I'm all not fairness, mistaken, that show is kind of like uh, American um, Horror Story. American Horror Story, where every season is a different story. Right? Yeah. So, so Channel Zero, what it is, is each season is based off of of a different creepy pasta. Do you know what creepy pasta? Oh is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So every season is based off of a popular one. Uh, one of those, oh, and cool. I'm into that. so. That's what that is. And I started it. It just, I, I'm really bad at giving TV shows a chance. Like, it needs to, like, pull me in, like, within the first 10 minutes or I just stop it. Mm. And I've stopped a lot of really good TV that's shows crazy, because of dude. it. Somebody, that's crazy, dude. Somebody's a diva. Yeah, those are crazy expectations. Like, but 10 it, minutes? Uh, I 10 minutes? Okay. In all fairness, I there is so much even, good. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Even ten, even like even two episodes. I I feel I, like I can't do it. I, feel I can't like, devote that time. I feel time. like that's the grace period, like two episodes. If you don't have me by two episodes in, I'm done with you. I watched two episodes of this and stopped. I was bored. <sighs> ten minutes of two episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna ten watch. minutes of two episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna verbally punch you in the face because I bet okay. it's a good show. And it, you know what? You know what? A better way to spend your time: watch The Outsider on HBO. That's a better way to spend your time right now. I'll take your word for it. I have free HBO though, so <laughs> do it. I'm gonna, <laughs> you I'm know? gonna not watch it. Tell you to fuck off and ask James what's new on Blue. Oh, I like hey, what hey. you did there. That was cool. All right, Arrow Perfect. Video. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow Video will be bringing the the definitive one, one more time. Arrow Video will be bringing the definitive home video release of Lucky McKee's 2011 film The Woman to the U.S., U.K., and Canada. Mike's doing a fancy dance because he likes this <laughs> this movie. I do. The Love U.K. It. and Canada releases will be limited edition set featuring 2009's Offspring, the prequel directed by the woman producer Andrew Van Den Houten. Uh, the U.S. does not get that. I don't know why. What's the deal? What are you doing? I don't know what the deal. I'm asking you. I mean, I'm asking you a question because you're know. usually in the know more than I am. No, I thought. Uh, well, it, there's a lot of times it's just uh, <clears throat> the rights. Who owns the rights? There's different rights for the U.S. and for worldwide. That's all. Right on. Right on. But uh, I own both those <clears throat> movies, The Offspring and The Woman. I love them so much. So you uh, just so you just randomly walked away so that you could look <clears throat> at them on your shelf. Yeah. No, I was going to pull them out to. Like, why? Why do, do I pull, why do I pull anything out ever? <laughs> pull your balls out. <laughs> pull, pull your balls out. Just pull them out real quick. Uh, you uh, want to see the woman? I'll pull my balls out. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all releases will be getting the full arrow treatment with a new 4K restoration supervised by Lucky McKee himself. <clears throat> new commentary tracks. A brand new 75-minute fly-on-the-wall behind-the-scenes documentary filmed by the director's father, Mike McKee, featurettes. No, he's not lucky. And more. No, Lucky was lucky because he was born to Mike, the well, stud. But was, but was Mike lucky? Mike the stud. Well, Mike he, got lucky. He got lucky at he least lucky. once because we know that he had a son. <laughs> Is that why they named him Lucky? Because I got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> All right. Um, the Turning. Floria Sig- Sigismondi? Sigis- Sigismondi? I don't know. I'm going to say Sigis- Sigismondi. I'd probably say Skillaro. Scalaro, Floria Scalaro's <laughs> 2020 adaptation of the Henry James 1898 horror novella The Turn of the Screw was panned by critics for having an ending that did not live up to the rest of the film, which was apparently well shot and well acted. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, this week it was announced that the upcoming home release will feature an alternate ending that was previously teased by Sigismondi herself. So, maybe right a possible wrong? That people weren't really into? Who Could knows? 
available on digital April 7th and DVD Blu-ray on April 21st. The release will also include a behind-the-turning featurette, not creative at all, and deleted scenes. Yes, they, they do you have, have something have to... called it at the curve. Or turn, or turning at the turn. <laughs> yeah. Shit, fuck that up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> what were you going to so, say? So, I didn't realize that that was based on uh, Turn of the, the Screw. Turn of the because, screw yeah. because there's another... Uh, they're coming out with season two of The Haunting of Hill House based on The Turn of the Screw sometime in the next year or so. And they're calling it, calling it The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh. So that is a sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Okay, because I, yes. I knew that Mike Flanagan was making Bly Manor. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if it had anything to do or if he was just doing another series that was similar. Yeah, they're, <laughs> I think they're basically like making it like a sort of anthology where each season they tackle a new like... A new haunting place. Basically. A new like... Ha- the classic haunted house okay, book because cool. the turn of the screw i forget when it was written but 1898 really 1898 yeah oh wow there you go he's got it like that man. i got it baby i wow. got the uh, normally i'm the, the book guy but i like that right here no big like deal that. no big deal Turns all right out. uh richard stanley's color out of space richard which i stanley. richard stanley which i really want to see this movie is now available on dvd blu-ray 4k ultra hd and now with very limited availability VHS. What? Mike's doing a little dance again. From Broke Horror Fan. I have a couple of theirs. Uh, officially licensed by RLJE Films and approved by Mike and his buddies over at SpectreVision. Mm-hmm. The standard version with art by Matt Taylor is limited to 100 tapes. And the variant version... Will you pay attention? I am. The variant wad. version. The variant <laughs> And the variant version with art by Stockholm Design is limited to 50 with each film including extras that are still to be announced and will be presented in 4 by 3 full, full aspect screen, ratio for was, the optimal VHS viewing. I was pointing out to, to Branson that I have the Victor Crowley Broken Broke Horror Fan uh, VHS. Oh, right the there. one in the back there? Yeah, that's them. They put out really good stuff. They come it's, in those it's big, big clamshells. Like, the big Disney. Whoa. 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 Those <laughs> words. Again, try the it again. big Disney clamshells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yep. Um, like, remember the uh, Little Mermaid with the dick on it? Oh, yeah. That, that yeah, kind, yeah, I, that I kind own of it. Box. Is that, that worth money now? Because I own that. It's not worth anything. It's not worth anything? No. no. Dude, there's millions of those produced. All right. Last but not least here. This is a big one. On track for an April Blu-ray release from Vinegar Syndrome is the 1991 killer doll film, Dolly Dearest, which has been out of print on DVD for some time and is selling online for crazy prices. And for five dollars, and for a good reason, of course, <laughs> because it is arguably the most well-known killer doll film, and of course, the very first of its kind—a completely unique and revolutionary offering in an industry that was, until its 1991 release, entirely devoid of anything even remotely close to this absolute artistic powerhouse and masterclass in genre filmmaking. Say it again. A true classic. Say it again. <laughs> Dolly Dearest. <laughs> uh, it's a child's play ripoff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Um. Let's see. I got two more things here. Uh, Sci-Fi has ordered a series, ten episodes of a show that they're calling Day of the Dead. Right. Right. I hate you right now so much. 
Oh, what's that? What are you looking at? Waterworld? You're looking at Waterworld? You my, see how it feels? My, my three copies of Waterworld that I have up there. Why do you have three copies of Waterworld? Copies? What's a copy? Why do you got three copies of Waterworld? <laughs> uh, do you see how that feels when you're you're trying to say no, news? No, I was really excited about what you were looking at on my shelf. That's I was admiring your three copies of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> you only have two, by the way. Uh, no, the, the laser disc is down here. <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, though, a sci-fi is ordered a series, 10 episodes of a series they're calling Day of the Dead, oh. which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to basically uh, dive into the first 24 hours of the undead invasion. So basically, basically uh, before the movie takes place, it's everything leading up to that, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. After two ridiculously shitty sequels, I'm excited to see <laughs> a TV show that tackles that story a little bit better. So uh, let's hear. Best news of the week. You ready for this? Epic Pictures Group mm-hmm. has picked up a new acquisition out of the uh, European film market. At least that's what I'm assuming the EFM is, right? European film market. <laughs> You're it's gotta just be. Assuming. It's gotta be. Um, called. What if it's Ethiopian? It could be <laughs> the Ethiopian film market. It could be uh, the movie called uh, Butba. Butba. Spell it, because I know. I'm that's going not to. It. I'm going to give you the the synopsis for this movie. Okay? Spell that first. Um, let's see here. Um, where are we at here? The, uh, oh, you're just not going to, you're the, not going to spell it. Nope. The comedy, the, the, the horror comedy, uh, follows the newly sober detective Russell Fox who meets his sponsor chip, um, uh, chip, uh, whose investigation of a missing child leads him to suspect that the other man may be connected. He begins to realize that chip's addiction may not be to alcohol, but something, something must more sinister and shocking and that chip may have the power to to make animals objects and humans disappear ready for this yeah oh in his butt (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay yeah it's butt boy it's butt boy (laughs) (laughs) you Dude. <laughs> I had that. There's a movie called Butt Boy coming out that is about a about a guy who shoves things up his butt. Oh lord! <laughs> Did you see the trailer for this? No. Should we watch it right now? It, yeah, yeah, okay. I think well, uh, so. We're gonna pause right now and through the magic of well, uh, no, of, maybe we should react to it in live radio. Opinion. All right, we're back. Like I said, through the magic of radio. Yeah, we did. We didn't. We're not re- reacting to it live. No, but, uh, we, we thought about it, but we're not going to. But the trailer is short and fun, and things get crammed up assholes. <laughs> Surprisingly terrifying concept. Right. I can think of fewer ways that I would prefer to die. It's. I mean, I can think of worse ways. I mean, like. I mean, if you, you want to, if, if prefer if not to die. If it's between, well, sure, but if it's between like the most gruesome death possible and just getting shoved up an asshole, I mean, come on. Guess it, yeah. de- it depends on the asshole. There's less shitty ways to die. Like it, 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 are watching, there? <laughs> are there? <laughs> it kind of reminded me of uh, one of the characters in American Gods. Like, are you guys familiar with that show? Yeah, yeah. There's a character. Well, in the, I, I've read the book. Uh, there's, there's a, a character, character called Bill Quist. He shoves things up his ass. No, it's a woman that like while having sex she with men. Shoves things up Will his you ass? shut up and listen? Jeez. <laughs> so it's a character while she's <laughs> she's, ha- she's like the god <laughs> of. Uh, like the god of sex, basically. And while she's having sex with men, they shrink down, and she just like slips them in there. She really? just, uh, she, they just, they, yeah, they sink into her cooter. There was, uh, you remember we watched a movie where that <laughs> happened? Uh, campfire stories, campfire tales. 
horror campfire stories or something like that. Okay. With, uh, I want to say, fuck, yeah, uh, I want to say Brad Dourif was in no, it. No, no, it was, uh, we're talk- it was, uh, and the And it the was, chick um, was having sex with the dude, and then she sucked the life out of him, and then he uh, went up into prairie, her vagina. Prairie. Oh, prairie. Dude, for dead time prairie tales. Yeah, something prairie like that. something, <laughs> what the fuck was it called? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so that's Prairie of the Dead. That's something. all. That's all really interesting stuff. <laughs> Everything we just talked about. <laughs> all right, that's uh, that's all I got though for the news this week. Uh, so check out Butt Boy. Um, do me a favor if you're going to look up the trailer, be you, very specific. You can, about you can find what... him at Michael J Heckman on Instagram. <laughs> be very specific about what you're googling though if you're looking for the trailer for Butt Boy. Is all I'm going to say. I'm actually just going to Google Butt Boy right maybe, now and see what maybe, happens. Maybe don't do it on a work computer just in case now i'm very curious as to what comes up if you actually google butt boy uh it's just it's the imdb keep going down keep, keep going down. well the fourth one down is cute butt boy gifts Ooh. so oh, gifts gifts are good uh and yes <laughs> wait gifts and, or gifts and and yes and yes by yeah. the way it's gif oh gif oh, i don't GIF. i don't care oh. if, i don't care if the guy who actually created it calls it a gif it's short for graphics, and yes. that and that doesn't start with Agreed. a hard J. You fucking idiot! Screw that guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Okay, and when are, we come are, back, are, are, we're are gonna you done do... talking about peanut butter and Jif. Yeah. <laughs> are you done? Yes. Okay, we're gonna take a break. I was talking about gifts, but you know that's fun too. We'll be back in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. I've got an orange. I've got an orange. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? All right, we uh we are here talking about Ash versus <laughs> Evil Dead season two. Has nothing to do with oranges, but uh, we ha- we have oranges. But I do have an orange. We have an orange. <laughs> They're everywhere. I've got one. <laughs> um, clearly the worst season of TV ever. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like just the worst. Mm. Yeah. Nothing else can be said about it. Nope. Shows, show's over. Show's over. <laughs> Go home, assholes. No, uh, <laughs> uh, this this was a um, this is one of those rare seasons of TV for me at least that not only was better than the original, but like it really took the the mythos to a different level, and I loved it. Well, I take issue with that a little bit. I, hold on, I'm just saying because a lot of people say, and I think that this is pretty true. A lot of TV shows don't hit their stride until the second season. Oh, yeah. Well, they, Agreed? They, yeah. Agreed. And they, and they totally <clears> did. <throat> so you said this is one of those rare instances well, where the second season is better than the no, first. No, no. Rare, rare instance where the, the TV show that, that continued the movie franchise, eh. I feel like actually adds to the mythos of the story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those rare... Hey, where, where hey. the TV show isn't ruining the franchise. Hey. We're back on the same track. We're back, yes, it's high good. five. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, really, honestly, uh. I think that season two is where the show peaked. I think that this is the best. I know you guys haven't seen three yet. I was going to say, way to, way to amp me up for season three. Yeah, it's no, so excited. Season three is fantastic. It really is great. There, there are parts of it that I love. But I think in terms of the story and in terms of, uh, of the writing, everything else, mm. I think season two, though, is my favorite. Yes. Let's not say season three is bad. This is just my favorite, personally. Backpedal, um, backpedal, backpedal. Listen, <laughs> I can do that. I got a flight that goes backwards, all right? Um, what did you guys think, though? You guys hadn't seen this. Neither one of you had seen season two before. So no. No. You, guys, you guys start this whole thing off. I loved it. Um, I almost kind of wish... Like, I have, a, I, have the, I have the short-term memory of a goldfish, so uh, I almost kind of wish that I would have re-watched season one again. Just to... <laughs> like recap you know what i mean you could have just listened to our show i could have but ah oh god listening to my fairness, listening so, to my own voice is just terrible listening to an entire episode of our show would have been literally about half of a season so you probably could have just watched the entire first season yeah and I, <laughs> <laughs> um and, yeah oh yeah well i always forget too this, this what's this a total of five hours of watch time yep yeah that's crazy it is the most digestible show you can possibly imagine or if you put it up your ass, it'll digest backwards. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, no, I I really really love this season. Um, like you said, it like adding to adding to the already existing Evil Dead mythos. Mm-hmm. Going back to the cabin, there were even a few things that I meant to go. Um, I meant to go like look at. That happened when they went back to the cabin in the '80s to see if those things would correspond with things that you might see in Evil Dead. Some do, some like certain, don't, like certain, but... uh, like uh, there was there was a part where Ash was like up in the up in the uh, rafters and mm-hmm. one of the boards broke. I was like, I wonder if how cool would that be if they if made that? that bro- yeah, yeah, if that was broken. You know what I mean? That I don't would be think, sweet. I don't think that stuff like that really does line up. That yeah. being said, it's suspension of disbelief. It's well, just yeah, cool. yeah, it's absolutely. just cool to see them there, which we're getting way ahead of the story here. But like, just like the first season, the second season ends back at the cabin, and I fucking love that. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, they the two the two first seasons ended the exact same way. Whereas, like, you thought going back to the cabin in season one, it's like, oh, this is the return to the cabin. It's all you're going to get. But then, like, season two, last two episodes, you're right back there again. It's like, yes. Because the cabin, to me, the cabin, to me, is the most important character in the in, in Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, outside of the book, outside of Ash, outside of the chainsaw, like, that cabin is the most important piece of the puzzle. So the fact that they went back and revisited it, revisited it a second time mm-hmm. i was just floored like i loved it so much and it was so cool that they were able to go back to it uh but the way that they did it by going back in time made yeah. made yeah. it so that it wasn't just a you know just recycling the same ideas from the first season speaking of going back in time they finally started to reference <laughs> army of darkness oh yeah i went back to the middle ages yeah <laughs> yeah that, i was so happy when so you said that was, and there was some other stuff too or, so what was the issue there was in the first season they couldn't they, was, they couldn't get owns, the rights to whoever uh, owns um army of darkness i want to say that it might be paramount i could be wrong on that well whoever owns the main majority though of the rights to it just didn't give them the clearance to to even mention that movie in the series but then when ash versus evil dead season one did super well they're like oh oh this is this is a good thing 
Yeah, you, you, use our use our property. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it was one of those stupid things. And seems... they don't mention it a whole lot, but they do mention it enough to where you know that it's part of the mythos again. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the first season, it was almost like redheaded stepchild kind of thing, you know. So, all right. So, uh, production company. What are we looking for for the the owner of the rights of It'll be distribution? Uh, yeah. Probably distribute uh, Universal. Universal. Yeah. There you go. And yeah, so it's probably Universal that was like, we don't want you to use it. Oh wait, you're making money. Mazel. <laughs> and there, just the fact that he was able to be like, oh, yeah, I went back to the Middle Ages. One of my favorite things about this show is, like, it's one of those things where very few people watching it aren't aware of the things happening in the background. So they can pull, like, cheap crap like that, where, like, in any other TV show, people are like, that's bad writing. That's terrible. <laughs> but in this show, it's like... This show it's, literally lives on bad writing, though. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> like, every word that Pablo said is, it says is just the most, like, hammy, innocent crap. And he's my favorite character, oh, so yeah. I say that mm-hmm. with so much love. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, the fact that they just threw that in there, and, like, when they're... Uh, when he's in the cabin, he's like, is, was the book over there or was it down there? Like kind of referencing the fact that it was Evil Dead 1 and 2 yep. that he found in different places. Like, it, it, there's just so many things that this show can get away with that like no other show can get away with well, because an, people get angry about it's it. It's such an absurd story. Like, you know, it's like, so it's crazy. Like they, this, this, this franchise has the luxury of being able to just not really follow its own rules and that in and of itself is following its own rules but in a yes. way you know it's weird in a way it brings up things because like you just said uh he was saying oh did i find the book over here did i find it over there they even kind of they even kind of just throw you a little bone with one or two lines in this show that allows both to be possible where they say where they say uh because they talk about going back in time and then ruby looks at because uh, they, they want to go back and they want to bring uh pablo back you know because he died and We're by the way, spoilers. End of the season, moving our way to the front. But uh, and and Ruby looks at Kelly because she's trying to explain to her why they can go back in time. And she's like, "Well, you see that there's there's an infinite number of uh, timelines, and if you travel back to like, you know what I mean." So mm-hmm. it kind of allows room for both Evil Dead One and Two to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, three had a recap that was a bit different too. What's that? Three Army of Darkness re- Army of Darkness's recap was a little bit different than the other ones. That's too. true. Yeah. Was oh, it really? Well, they're all different Lindas. First off. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so so, so yeah, it kind of it kind of allows for all the discrepancies in the story by saying that you know like oh mm-hmm. we're we like like yes all of these things all of these different things exist in these different timelines but can all be affected by each of the timelines in a certain way. It's, the Evil yeah. Dead multiverse. So it's so totally so it's almost like you said, it's almost <laughs> evil verse. The evil verse, I love it. Like you said, it's almost lazy writing, but it just works for this. Oh, it's per it, it, yeah. this is the kind of movie that thrives on lazy writing though. Yeah. Like it really does. I mean look at Ash. He's the laziest character <laughs> ever. Um, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning though here. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead season two came out in twenty sixteen, directed by lots of people. So 
name them all. <laughs> not going to. Um, the synopsis here, though, is uh, I wrote this on my own. So tell me if it's good. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going to... Uh, Ash, Pablo, and Kelly are summoned back to Ash's hometown in Elk Grove, Michigan, by Ruby to form an unusual alliance and fight back against Ruby's children and a demon known as Ball. Don't quit. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> What? That was good. I was just joking. Just going to warn you. I'm going to call him Bale because that's how you're actually supposed to pronounce his name. Yeah. Ball sounds like balls. And that's ball. (laughs) It's ball. I I think they changed it so that he could call him Bill. And I was like, okay. Is is it an actual demon? Yeah. Bale is is an actual demon, yes. But the fact that he was calling him Bill the entire time was the funniest part of the entire show. (laughs) Especially at the very end. He's like, come on, Bill. So what's the uh, what's the actual demon Bale? Bale was less of a demon, more of a just like another god that people back during like biblical times would. And when I say biblical times, I say that because it's a very like wide amount of time that people would uh, basically worship through doing various things like having gay orgies and dressing up as women and raping uh little boys it was great stuff wow and yeah man we we missed our time yeah (laughs) (laughs) so inappropriate (laughs) and did they have a book called the bail bull (laughs) the bail bull the The holy bail bull Uh, I am on it. All right, so I'm on. I'm on. I'm on point tonight, boys. <laughs> Once again, in season two, you have Bruce Campbell returning as Ashley J. Williams. Uh, you have Ray Santiago who plays Pablo. Dana DiLorenzo plays Kelly. Uh, Lucy Lawless once again as Ruby. New to the show in season two, you have Lee Majors himself as Ash's father, Brock. Call him Cock Williams. Cock Williams. Um, <laughs> great line of the entire thing. My name's Brock, but you can call me Cock Williams. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Fucking Ted Raimi returns to the fold. Come on. As Chet. Come on. As Chet. And, not to give anything away, he also plays... Henrietta, Henrietta again. Oh, in, I loved that. He played Henrietta in the original Evil Dead in Evil Dead 2. Well, not not the original Evil Dead, but in Evil Dead 2. He played Henrietta and he played her again in the re- in the funny, C- TV series. It's funny how when somebody says not to give anything away, they're about to give a whole lot of stuff away. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a given, not isn't to, it? Not to give anything away, but um, you also have uh, Michelle Hurd, who plays Linda, the new Linda, because there has to be a new Linda. Uh, she was in a TV show. I, I told you when we were watching this that I, like, like, for the life of me, could not remember what she was in. I'm fairly certain that she was in Castle, the Nathan Fillion show. Linda was? Yeah, I'm I'm almost 95% sure that she was in Castle. Okay. Um. I'm actually looking it up as we speak. Here. No, you, um, keep, you keep talking. Whoa. She was in the Glades. Maybe that's what it was from. Oh yeah, she was. Did you watch the Glades? Uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> nope, I... sure didn't. <laughs> no. Wait, she also no. She, she does. She does a lot of TV. She does. It, no, yeah, no, she's it was... been in a lot. So oh, I Daredevil. Know... Daredevil. It could have been Daredevil too. Uh... Yep, yep. I remember her. She was a cop character. She was a. Uh, 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 a police officer. I and spit on your grave. Vengeance is mine. Nope, didn't no. see that. Um, 
yeah, I know her probably from then either Daredevil or The Glades is the uh, role that I'm picturing her in. But uh, she was great in both. But uh, yeah, she's great. And then you also have uh, Joel Tobek who plays Ball. Uh, he uh, who is basically the love child of who James. Who did we oh, figure this out oh, was? Jeez. Uh, it was Stephen Dorff. Hold on. No, no, no. No Stephen Dorff. <laughs> I said Stephen Dorff. I, yeah, but I think he looks like Stephen Dorff. No, that was way off base. What are you talking about? I disagree. What? You never even mentioned Stephen Dorff. You said it was Matthew Lillard playing. <laughs> I forgot about that. You said it was like if Matthew. L- so I said, is that Danzig? It looks like Glenn Danzig. <laughs> the guy who played Bale. Huh? Yeah. And then yeah. Mike's like, it looks like if Matthew Lillard like grew old and was playing dancing <laughs> and then every <laughs> and then every once in a while he looks like michael shannon yes that was the one sorry it was michael shannon not not steven yeah, how do you not, how not you mix steven up Dorf. steven dorf with michael shannon i don't know i love how you said that because one of my notes is uh the guy who plays a bale looks like danzig did you really i did Dude. yeah you want to see it yeah it's right there it's it right is. there look right there, there. It it's right there i said in black and white Yep. Yeah, he really did. He looked like when they yeah. first when they first showed him uh, come out of hell or whatever and kill the lady cop, and you just saw the close up of his eyes uh-huh. and like the long black hair. I was like, "That's for sure, Glenn Danzig." Oh, I and was I think so they excited. Should, they totally should have. Like, I liked Joel Tobeck in this role. I think they should have gotten Danzig to do it though. But he was too busy filming Veronica. Oh. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was doing that in twenty sixteen. I always forget but. that he's a he's a busy genre director these days. <laughs> um, listen, he was, the, he was on the phone with his mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, okay, so this season is all about uh, they go back to Ash's hometown in Elk Grove, Michigan, uh, which is not a real not a real place. No. I thought that it was in the past. It's not a real place, uh, but it's it's. It's a it's your typical quaint Michigan like maybe up north kind of town you know where it's not very big it's just like a little town everyone knows everyone kind of deal there's one bar there's like one supermarket one whatever right you just described the town that I grew up in yeah badass <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty badass right yeah. <laughs> you're, not even, you're not even sure. Sorry, I just um, I, well no I got I got halfway through and I burped. <laughs> so drink 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 everybody. I wasn't trying to um. Yeah, good. <laughs> so they go back to Ash's hometown of uh, of Elk Grove, Michigan, and uh, they're going there because Ruby, who uh, if you remember from the first season, she had they had a deal with Ruby where she would take over everything and they would live happily ever after, happily ever after. There you go in Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> and uh, she lost control and summoned Ash and uh, and the crew, the Ghost Beaters, back. The Ghost, the beaters. Ghost Beaters. I, I still think that should be a porno. I still think that there is a ripe porno there to be the making. The, the ghost beaters. The ghost beaters. To be the making. Like. <laughs> You're, You're mixed up, son. <laughs> I feel like there's Mike's a, broken today. I feel like there's a ripe porno there to be the making. <laughs> Mike's broken today. No, no. Don't you dare pause. You're keeping that in. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a little bit drunk and you guys are leaving me on my own right now. Okay. So, uh, come on. Hey, guess what? I did find the ketamine, and it was in the pink fuck. Yeah, and I'm feeling it right now. Okay? Mike's pink fucked up. I am pink fucked up. Um, <laughs> no, so they go back to Elk Grove, and uh, they find Ruby. Ruby calls them back there because uh, she had her. She summoned her children, but her children have turned on her in favor of their father. 
The uh, the cold opening of the very first episode, I, I thought was pretty creepy because it involved Ruby in the uh, the morgue. Yes, and right. and her and her kids kept popping up like it, they you know it had like the classic sort of lightning vibe and mm-hmm. every once in a while the, now the kids are since the the last episode of season one are now full grown creepy as creepy fuck, as dude. hell dude Super they remind creepy. me a little bit of the uh, the things from the descent yeah no hundred percent you know? oh yeah hundred percent yeah and uh, and those those fucking things were crazy. I, I was like I like the, one of the first notes I took was damn the cold open for uh, for. Season two, episode one, was pretty intense. My first I note was it. so much blood <laughs> in, the, in the opening of them in Jacksonville when the when the demons first come in or whatever. Like he's popping open the keg with his chainsaw, but there's a oh, demon dude. there. There, there was a, oh man, there was a, a particular scene where Ash is, uh, I think it's Ash. He's chainsawing some fucking demon or whatever over the bar, uh-huh. and it's the most blood you've ever seen in your life, just spraying at him. Like, oh well, uh, there's the the uh, the one demon that because he's he's talking he's talking to a mother daughter combination. Oh yeah, thinking of, the mother daughter sandwich. Thinking about having a threesome with them, and then they both get possessed. And the uh, the daughter grabs the the bartender and goes behind the bar, and you just see like fucking <laughs> gallons of blood spraying up everywhere. Um, that 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 that's one of the gags that continues through. You know, it went all through season one, all through season two, and I never got old. It, it oh, never got I old, and I never got sick of it. Every time Ash would like chainsaw somebody's head off, there would always be some, someone behind, some him. innocent bystander. <laughs> That doesn't move out of the way of the spray. They just stand there slack-jawed. And they just scream. Just with blood. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's like, just move a little bit. But they don't. It's so, so uh, funny. That That is one of my favorite gags. And the fact that they included that in episode one just made me so happy because I was afraid they wouldn't continue that because of the fact that it's just, it was something that they did so heavily in season one. I think it's I, I think it's literally it happens yeah. in every single episode. It does. Yes, it does. It? <laughs> At least and it's, once in every episode, yeah. And I love it. It makes me so happy. It is so dumb and it's it's one of my favorite parts of every episode. Absolutely. One of my uh, one of my favorite parts in the opening was they did a callback to a gag they did in the first season where they're in Ash's trailer and it's the first time he puts the chainsaw on and he like kind of jumps forward and oh, sort yeah. of Superman flies into the chainsaw and he uh-huh. like you know he chink chinks it and uh does his, his shit right well in season two he does the same thing where he f- jumps into the air and he's the flying slow-mo he looks it. so heroic it's slow-mo he's going through it but then the chainsaw fucking hits him in the fucking <laughs> well, the, the demon grabs him by the ankle and slows him down yeah. and then the chainsaw just smashes him in the <laughs> so face funny. it's so funny it was a complete callback from the first season that just didn't work and it, oh my god it's so good the um the character of ash overall in this season i thought was so much more likable than in season one I yes. felt like season one, Bruce Campbell was trying to refine the character of Ash. He hadn't played him in so many years. And I felt like in season one, it was him still sort of trying to find that foothold where Ash existed. Whereas in this season, season two is the exact where exact place where Army of Darkness left off version of Ash picked up in season two. Um, when and, I remember and the jokes and the way that he acted, it was just very much of that same version. Whereas season one, 
of season one version of Ash was a little bit wonky to me. I remember one of the gripes you had was uh, he was like he would he would make a lot of jokes where he was coming across as a lady man, a ladies man, and a lot of it was effective to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, and. And that seemed a little off for the Ash character. The fact that it worked. Yeah. Whereas in season two, he still has that same attitude, but, but no, doesn't. but nobody's buying it. Exactly. <laughs> and I and I and, and it's I, way more. Him. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's it's not even just that though. It's it's almost in everything that he does. It's more the version of Ash that you see in Army of Darkness. And like he said, still, season one, Ash he was still just has a all the he still wonky. has all the hubris that he had in season one, but he's proven time and time again like no matter how confident in himself he is for the most part he's kind of a kind of a bumbling idiot you know like he's effective when it when it's necessary but he also fucks up a lot yeah which is i I think the the part that he was missing in season one that that you were kind of upset about yeah no no, upset's not really not not upset but like like you were missing that part of him. he wasn't my ash (laughs) Okay, <laughs> that's what it came down to. Um, I love the fact that we go. Like, this season really dives deep into Ash's past a lot, and I love that. Like the mm. fact that we meet Ash's dad, and that Lee Majors is playing his dad. <laughs> yeah. Lee Majors plays the absolute best version of Ash's father than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, just very flat effect. Light up there? Yeah, I just noticed that. It's really weird. I put my Halloween light out uh, outside. I noticed that a bit earlier. Why? Why the fuck just not? For the, just for the hell of it? I was going through my closet and I go, hey, I have a green light bulb. That's cool, man. That should go outside. I dig it. <laughs> um, Looks rad. Yeah, but no, Lee Majors, though, as Ash's uh-huh. dad, is the greatest ever. Brock Williams, call him Cock Williams, is the greatest. He's one of the best like father figures ever. Mm-hmm. Colt, Se- Colt Seaver's on a mule stunting on that ass like a fucking fall guy. I'm sorry, what? Some, it's just some Eminem that I just dropped on you. <laughs> <laughs> cool he raps about him <laughs> cold Seavers. he played he was the fall guy okay you never seen that show nope come on sorry not me no I, got, I, got sorry. For you. I know you're looking at me hopeful i'm nothing but disappointment sorry mm. well i guess you guys are just uncultured that's all yeah. anyway go ahead <laughs> i'm in the middle of a drink He's, um so you have you have uh brock williams that you meet he's uh brock williams is is shacking up with uh Ash's old fling and his high school teacher. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> in one, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything about it's great. Brock Williams is just like the the ladies' man that works even less than Ash, mm-hmm. yet gets just the bottom of the barrel. But he gets <laughs> it. No, but he gets it, man. He gets it. I guess. He's and, uh, <laughs> he's everything I aspire to be when I'm in my. 70s or whatever the hell he is 70s yep the uh uh lee majors is 82 oh is he really i think 82 now he looks great so for he an was in the 70s when he did late 70s when he did the show yeah it, um he like his the the scene where he's riding the bull was just fantastic <laughs> and he pulled like did they crank it up to 10 and he's just Fuck eight seconds, Grab, man. He's just going. Yeah, and, and this yeah. He pulls fucks. her up. <laughs> 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 Reverse cowgirl on the front of him. Like, Come on. 
It, it, I I found the character uh, cowgirl rather the character I r- really enjoyed because they could have gone in a direction where like he was just like severely overplayed and overhammed out and just made him like a more intense version of Ash. But I and that's what I was expecting, and I was a little disappointed since that's what I was expecting. But as the se- season went on, I was like, no, this is this is probably the best case scenario because like. Obviously, he's still dysfunctional like Ash, but not in the same way. And no, it, it's the same but different. Yeah, it's the same but different. Like he's he's definitely you can see where Ash gets his stupidity from, but he's also a little bit different. Yeah, like he's completely respect respectful towards uh, women. Toward like the <laughs> like that one girl, the the Ash's high school teacher. Uh, what was her name? Uh, I don't know that I would say he was respectful. To he, her. <laughs> okay, not completely. He he treated her better, like random well, yeah, stranger. Because he, he was getting laid by her. Of that, course, he's going to treat her better. Well, that's not, fair. Yeah, because think about how he, when he first saw Kelly. Yeah. He's, he, he, <laughs> okay. He came yep, on to her mind. right away. <laughs> never mind. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it's more. I think it's more like the reason they don't get along is because you know how they say if you if you find somebody who's too much like you you won't get along with them because you're like the exact same person well his dad also believed that he I, killed his sister and murdered a whole bunch of people at yep. gavin too oh there's that small details and let let me tell you the... but it's but it's pretty clear that the t- i'm sorry to interrupt you the two of them are so much alike that they butt heads you know yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the line where, like, right before he climbs on the bowl and he tells Ash, like, "Say what you want to me. You've already broken my heart." Like the delivery, like ju- the delivery as, as far as like the way he talked was the same, but his like eye language and all that, it was the most heartbreaking line I've seen delivered in this show so far. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was insane. That but, says a lot about this show, though, because not much of it is heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but, speaking of heartbreaking cuz uh you know we lose Pablo for a little while. Dude. You know one of the but <sighs> I'm not even going to talk I'm not well I'm not <laughs> I'm not even getting to that just yet. Um one of the things that I feel like was never fully addressed in this season which I don't I don't really care that much but they uh all throughout season one, it's pretty obvious that Pablo is romantically interested in Kelly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they never really touch on that at all in season well, two. Nothing. Do you think that's Do you think no, that's I think, because... I think it's because they touched on it in season one, and they got it out of their system. Like, season two, they don't really need to. Like, they're not there anymore. Like, Pablo <clears> kind of moved past it. You, so you think that he actually just doesn't even feel that way no, anymore? No, I think, I think it's probably under the surface, mm. but he's no longer acting on it because that ship has, has sailed. And then once that she once she was into him and then tried to kill him when she was possessed, mm-hmm. kind of probably ruined his boner, I'd say, a little bit. It, it would me, at least. Really? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I mean, she's still. You've never had a fear boner before. I have, and and don't get me wrong, Kelly is still gorgeous. Babe, total babe. Babe Arino, such a badass too. (laughs) Babe Arino. But um, no, she's she's still great. I think their dynamic though has shifted from season one to season two. And I actually I actually like it too. Oh, so do I. I there's 
you know, like I don't I don't necessarily I liked the dynamic in season one where he's kind of pining over her the entire time, but yeah. I love their dynamic in and season two where they're they're ghost went from, they're ghost he, beaters. They're he, fucking partners in crime, yeah, you know. He went from wanting to be her lover to straight up being her vagina. <laughs> there's my strong 100%. There's my strong vagina. That was a joke that they kept going back to throughout the entire uh-huh. season that I just it just worked and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely hysterical. I loved it. Um yeah, no. Uh, we, we, one of the things that we were talking about before was that uh, uh, they brought uh, earlier in the show. We they brought back Ted Raimi. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the fact that we got Ted Raimi playing this new character named Chet. Chet was my favorite. Was so he was funny. the most lovable drunk driver on the face of the earth. <laughs> it seemed like every single scene he was in, they were just joking about his drunk driving, <laughs> and I loved it. Um, but not that I love drunk driving. I just love the character of Chet. But uh, Chet was great, and uh, and I thought when I remember when I first saw this this season for the first time, and I was watching it live, like oh they finally brought back Ted Raimi. Seeing him and Bruce Campbell in the same scenes together is always a treat. Like it was so good. But then, but then they went a step further, and they actually brought back the character of Henrietta. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that I was not that. a character I ever thought we were going to see again. Oh really? Well, no. Why would you? I mean, it was she was a character from from Evil Dead Two. Oh and, yeah, and I guess a, it was a I, I, they, I guess they the had 80s. to do yeah, because you would have never guessed that they were gonna do uh, walk back in time. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the only way that they could bring her back. It really is. And so they did this time travel thing, sort of at the end, because you know, because now they're they're admitting that he time traveled in Army of Darkness because mm-hmm. they can do that now. Mm-hmm. You know, so they go back to the cabin in 1982, which was the year the film was released, mm-hmm. and. Henrietta is there as Dr. Nobi's wife and also as the, the mutated deadite version of Henrietta. Full on with Ted Raimi playing the character in the rubber suit, the whole she mutates in the giant like brontosaurus neck version of <laughs> yes. Henrietta. The whole thing was an absolute treat like it i was, loved it she henrietta's the makeup looked exactly the way that it did mm-hmm. in evil dead 2 the the fact that Raimi was doing the voice again like it was it all just works mm-hmm. and that's one of the rare things about this series that does work is they can call back to stuff like that and it doesn't feel cheap right like it legitimately is like it's like you're walking back into your child at home for the first time like it sounds weird but it's true like well, they're so they're they're so just perfect Especially, I mean, like, how how rare is it, too? Like, this is, so, 1982 was 30, 38 years ago? Mm-hmm. 38 years ago, you still have the same team of people working on this. At least the producers the, and stuff. The yeah. producers, the, uh, uh, the actors, mm-hmm. and, like, to have, yeah, to have them all, because if you tried to do this with a different, even just cast of people... It, I don't think it would work. No, same, I agree. With you know, you. I agree with you. Um, so it's so cool and, and so rare to have an entire team of people like that to come back and 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 do that. And I think that's the only reason it works. Um, uh, oh shit, where was I going with this? I can't I remember. <laughs> well, I lost you, my train of thought. Did you notice a lot of the other stuff that were callbacks in this entire like like even stuff down to where when they go back to the cabin, Ash is in the kitchen. And he's and there's like the little like the 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 deadite Purdue is inside his body and it's like mm-hmm. running oh, through yeah, his stomach. Yeah. There's the black kettle where he drinks the uh, the uh-huh. hot co- the the hot water, which is exactly like Army of Darkness. Oh, <laughs> 
doesn't even drink it either. He just pours it all <laughs> over his face. <laughs> so funny. Pour but boiling like, water on the, my face. The deal with the hot sauce and everything else, though, it's the same thing from Army of Darkness when before he gets all the little ashes around the windmill. Yeah. It's him trying to get him out of his system. There's that. There's there's even stuff to where when his face is in the piano in one of the episodes where uh, it's Chet, I think, at the very end. He just kind of leans all of his arms on all the keys and all the different... Uh, piano uh, arms, I guess you would say, the things that hit the uh, hit the strings inside the piano. Yeah, the hammers. They, they come at him from every single direction. It was the exact same scene of all the skeletons punching him in the face in Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. It's the, literally the exact same scene. Yeah. There's, there's so much of that stuff just littered throughout the season, and it never felt cheap. Like A lot of, a lot of series or, or sequels or whatever can call back to things that happened in the in the original movie or the original mm. series. And when they call back to it, it feels cheap. This movie never felt or this series rather never felt cheap in any of the gags yeah. it pulled. Mm-hmm. And one it of the felt normal. It felt like like appropriate. And one uh, one of my favorite moments like this and this is kind of, this is far less uh, obscure and subtle than some of the ones that that, that you just mentioned. Uh, when Ash is being chased through the woods by the camera demon i'll call it and then the ramo ramo cam yeah the the ramo cam and then he goes into the cabin and then the then the demon goes in looks like side to side can't find him so leaves again Mm -hmm. i i forget which one of the two movies that's from but i saw that i was like that is such a great callback yeah he was literally pulled exact shots and the exact like 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 camera moves from the original movie i actually beautiful i was actually going to ask you do you uh do you know because it seems like it seems like with them and wanting to be so true to the uh to the original that they might go so far as to do a literal shaky cam, shaky cam setup with the two by four and stuff. I, do you know anything about the behind the scenes on I this? I don't know anything about that. I doubt they did, just because technology is that much better. They can do it a thousand other ways that may, might look better. Yeah. I doubt they literally I, bolted a camera to a two by four and ran them through the woods. Well, and that's that's, that's <laughs> kind of. I highly doubt it. That's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was saying. Like, obviously, there's easier ways to do that but with this group of people it seems like that they it seems like they might want to be so true to the original that they might actually full-on do a a real shaky cam setup the way they did it sam raimi wasn't directing any of these things he was just producing from afar you had bruce campbell that was there and i'm sure rob taper was probably on set for a lot of it being that it was filmed in new zealand and he lives there now and and lucy lawless is is, uh, his wife Hmm. i'm sure he was there that being said, I can't see them doing things the hard way when they only probably have a certain budget, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's probably very much easier to do things digitally and do things whatever. Yeah. So I think that just is what it is. Um, I do love that they had a, uh, a series of episodes that was literally just Christine. <laughs> where oh, the car, where yeah. the car got possessed. Uh-huh. Loved those episodes. Loved the... Um, my, my favorite episodes, hands down, are Ash in the Mental Hospital. Mm. It was two episodes long, this little sub-series. I do love how the, the whole season is built into sub-series. Mm-hmm. It's like this little, it's kind of like the first season where every episode well, was a fr- different yeah. thing. This one was like every two episodes. Right. Which were a, were a self-contained story. Real quick, I do have to say, like, that fixed one of the things that I, that that was an improvement that I, that I felt this season really, that this season had that set of. Benefited from it? Yes, because the first season, it was a little... 
formulaic and it got a little exhausting. It's like, okay, he's going to kill more demons at the end. Whereas this one, it spread it out across two episodes, like you yeah. said. And just that change of pace where like you doubled the length of time that they spent in these scenarios, mm-hmm. it's... Um, it, it it made the show it allowed, ten times better. It allowed for a little more setup and a little more uh, yep. like, breathing room. Yeah, quite exactly. Frankly, for the story, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you don't know what we're talking about though, the demon Ball Ball comes in. Ball is basically the father of um, Ruby's children. I guess they really don't really talk about how that happened. I don't know if they just looked at each other and had kids or something. Uh, but well, he's apparently their father. Well, considering <laughs> considering he. Considering her children came out of the book. Pablo's mouth. Well, which came out of the book though in in the in the past. They're being born literally out of the book's mouth. But the ones the ones that are alive at the beginning of season two are the ones that came out of Pablo's yes. mouth. Yes. So I have to imagine She fucked Pablo. No, he did. Baal. <laughs> fucked Pablo. In the mouth. <laughs> That's oh, mother. Mother. Oh. <laughs> well. He had the he had the uh, the mask on his face or the the book on his face, mm-hmm. right? So that's where the transference happened. Uh, and I guess that's kind of I guess that kind of plays into what happens later in the season. A little bit, yeah. When they're at the mental hospital mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. think that because at one point, essentially, uh, Pablo and the book sort of converge yeah. and they become one. Yeah, and the book starts to yeah like, Pablo's carve was, itself into it, this Pablo's skin. Started at the end of last season, I think a little bit, right? Was it the end of last season where he put his hands into into um? No, that was the end of the season. Um, middle of the season. Sorry, middle of the season. Where, oh, where yeah, okay, sorry. But he first he first started becoming the book. Was it? It was after they destroyed the book, right? When there was. This season had a lot that happened. Yeah, there's a like, lot, there's there's a lot actually, that went on. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because they got they got to they got to Elk Grove and there was the whole well, situation he, with the 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 sheriff and and when Ball first shows up and they're all trapped within the uh, within the the the, the jail. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And I, if you think about it, from from that point to where you end up. A lot like that goes on. going through the insane asylum and and back to the cabin and everything, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much story they were able to tell in half an hour increments. They're twenty eight mm-hmm. minute it's increments. It's a five hour movie basically. Over That's what it is. It's, yep. it's even for a five hour movie though. They really told a lot of story. It's crazy. They did. They did. Now Pablo started becoming one with the book though at the end of season one when the book smashed onto his face and right. he had that mask for the first time. That right. was when he started integrating with the book yeah because they let um, you know at the beginning of this season that he's been he's having still, weird yeah. visions ever since weird then. visions there's kind of some weird writing that starts up on him he's got like chest herpes like there's some <laughs> weird shit going on uh-huh. but it's literally him just becoming one with the book and as the season progresses he's getting worse and worse and worse and um here's here's one takeaway from the season Pablo's fucking ripped. Yes. Holy shit. Holy crap, yeah. <laughs> you just I know that I'm drawing attention to this, but like you would never expect like little Pablo to be this fucking buff dude, and he really is. It's just too bad we didn't see his dick, right, Mike? <laughs> I was gonna say, we're just I'm just waiting for this to turn into a situation where next week you're know. apologizing for talking about Pablo's muscles for I don't, I don't a half know, hour. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know 
what you're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of that morgue scene. <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Yeah, let's we're let's transition no. transition into we're morgue. We're gonna dick. save we're gonna save the best for last. And what I mean by that is the male nudity to the last. <laughs> but um <laughs> no, Pombolo because he does though become one with the book more mm-hmm. and more the season. That's kind of the the overlying story of the season is is Pablo. Right. Um, down to where he gets killed and then Ash duct tapes his legs to his face and it's Dude. the funniest thing. I I didn't. <laughs> He's in the trunk. I didn't. And his legs are pressed up against the. When they first when they first cut to uh, um. When they first cut to the scene after he dies during his battle with Baal, uh-huh. and uh, Ash is doing donuts in the middle of the street out, outside of his house, just pounding beers yep. and like slamming a fifth of liquor, and he looks over at at uh, Pablo sitting next to him. I didn't really realize what was happening. It just looked like he was strapped in, and well, like his body maybe was cut in half. Like it, it looked like he was maybe wrapped in a blanket or something like that. And then after they zoomed out a little bit, and you realize. His feet were actually up over his shoulders, like kind of harnessing him yeah, down. To the... like, so Pablo was, was randomly cut in half while he was killing Ball at one point in time. Because Ball had that big gnarly fingernail. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The coke nail. Cut him, the, coke the coke nail. nail. <laughs> cut, cut him right in half. And Ash decided to tape him together where it's like... <laughs> With it his was feet like, up above it was his like, head. Take, take, take two people 69ing each other, but then cut it straight in half, and that's what you got. It's <laughs> basically it, right? That, that was so funny, and I'm not gonna lie. Like when Pablo died, like he's my favorite character. So I literally was like, if he's actually dead, I'm not watching season three. Don't <laughs> oh, care. Yeah, yeah and, I, was, I was pissed for an entire night because that's where we ended. Yeah. Was, Before yes. I watched the last two episodes, I was like, no, fuck that. Dude. And then the next episode starts, and Ash is just doing donuts in his car. <laughs> With taped together Pablo, and I'm like, I, I couldn't help but laugh. That Talking was the to him, funniest. Like, yes, so good, so good. I love it. The um, uh, the 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 reveal though, after they decide to travel back to try and save him, and uh, oh wait, is it? It's it's the reveal <laughs> when he reveals himself to be actually ball inside oh, of pablo's that cuts his face off yeah i was like no when ball, shit. when ball literally just decides to cut his skin off and shed whatever skin he's in oh it's so cool it's so gnarly and awesome yes. and it's so hellraiser oh yeah <laughs> like it's totally uncle what's his name uh from hellraiser oh frank it's, it's he's frank he's totally oh, frank i love one of my favorite creatures of the whole season was um i think it was after the uh, not this, not the first female cop that he kills, but the second female cop, and then they're in the they're in the jail. Oh yeah, and she she comes back, and it's just like strobing lights, and this like it's all just muscle, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just a body with all the skin stripped away, and and I love that. I thought it was so cool. Again, it was it was like uh, Uncle Frank from yeah. Hellraiser, like like what you said. Um, I got, I have to go back to the whole Ashy Slashy and Ash in oh, the geez. mental asylum part. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite like little sub stories of the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, more specifically, I love the what I call Uber Ash at the end. Oh, dude! <laughs> Where oh. He's he's decked out in like the fucking fatigues, but it's all kind of worn out, weird. And he he. It wasn't. Like, it was his uh, straight like, jacket. It was his straight jacket. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was fatigue though too. If you look at it, it actually was fatigues. It was weird. It was a straight jacket, but it had like the army fatigue stuff 
on it. I think it was just supposed it to be wasn't. all like it was because he because he murdered somebody. He yeah. murdered a couple yeah, people yeah. while he's wearing it. But I absolutely one hundred percent loved that version of him. I thought he was so cool. It looked when they because there were a, a couple times where he was following uh, Kelly and Ruby through the hallways. Yeah. While he was in that, would you call him Uber? I called him Uber. Oh, it was like Uber Jason. <laughs> um, yeah, he reminded like he reminded me of uh, like uh, like Nemesis from Resident Evil or something. When oh, you would, when yeah. you would just see his, it, he looked way bigger than he normally does, you know. And I think it was because of all the extra bulk from the mm-hmm. straitjacket and stuff. Yeah. But he just looked very menacing. He yeah. was he was pretty creepy actually he, what, when he was he in that. He looked bigger than his normal self. Uh huh. And I thought it was crazy, and, and I love—I just love that entire thing where he sort of, for for at least one episode, almost becomes the bad guy, mm-hmm. and it's like he's almost like a slasher at that point. Yeah, and yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was just so cool. And yeah, they, it was cool. The kills in that were so awesome. Like, the whole thing was cool. The ashy slashy puppet is my favorite <laughs> thing ever. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> like I absolutely loved it. Did you say you can actually buy one of those? You can buy one. Yeah. Of them. Oh, uh, sweet! I forget what company it was that put them out, but yeah, you can actually buy. It, a puppet version of it. It's Just, funny that you mentioned the puppet because I'm not going to lie. I hated the episode up until the puppet came out. Like, there's just something about episodes where it just takes you completely out of something and puts you in something new and keeps you there for a while that I find particularly exhausting. Like, in Battlestar Galactica, they did that where, like, everybody's down in a camp for, like, half a season. I'm just like, get this over with. And I was afraid that they were going to do that. And then once he, once the puppet came out and like once the episode started, it actually made it much more satisfying of an episode. And uh, then when it turned, like after the second episode, when it turns out that he was just faking it, like I liked it a lot better. But at first I just was not excited for the episode. I found it kind of exhausting and it got a lot better as it went on. I will agree with you. The, the f- so there's two episodes that take place in the asylum uh the first of the two was not my favorite episode i did like i liked when the the puppet showed up and i liked i liked kind of watching the idea of what ball was doing you know like mm-hmm. trying to convince him that everything that he had experienced over the last 35 years was all a a delusion i thought that was pretty cool but yeah, taking taking you out of the action and putting you into the middle of this insane asylum where just not a lot was going on. I'm, I'd say for the first... So it was two episodes long, so it was an hour's worth of watching. For the first 20 minutes of that hour, I was just kind of like, eh. Just sort of, see, yeah, meh. I loved it. it. I thought it was great because it goes from this super high, like not high octane necessarily, <clears throat> but like... You know, really fast, high intensity, high intensity story. So then, if you're and now I watch it live, Mm -hmm. so when I'm watching it from week to week, you go from that to the next week, you open up with him in this insane asylum. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and that in and of itself is a bit intriguing because you're like, wait a minute, did I miss an episode? Like, what is going on here? Like, it's kind of this weird intrigue that you don't really know how to explain mm-hmm. and so it worked i think that if you're watching it week to week maybe it had a different effect than if you're just binging them that's possible um but i loved it i thought it was great like it was it was a complete change of pace cl- complete change of scenery like 
And I thought it was great. And the comedy that was in there. And then you had every character playing different characters throughout it. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. And by the way, it's not fatigues, but his straight jacket is definitely like green with like hints of brown and stuff like that. You can definitely oh, see yeah, how yeah. you might think that it was fatigues. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's definitely all those darker colors. It's just grungy. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I thought it was. And it, it does look just badass yeah he's so he's bulky and he's, yeah it's uber ash <laughs> it's scary the only thing he's missing is a sweet like space-aged mask for <laughs> that uber jason boy um no i agree with you though like the fact that everybody was playing to, like uh pablo kept showing up as the orderly yep who beat the, the shit orderly. out of him oh, Bob uh, was his uh his was his doctor. doctor i thought that was really cool um, kelly was kelly a, was the the crazy girl in the next room yep and I, I Which loved... ended up though there ended up being though all those characters that weren't them, but were all at the same time. Like there ended up being like that heroin junkie basically in another room. Yeah. Because this asylum that they were in in real life was just an it was abandoned just an asylum. Abandoned so there building. was just this junkie ass, like yeah. homeless chick living there. I I did like I, I like it was hot, by the way. Uh-huh. Super hot. Yeah. The the junkie yeah. the junkie yeah, girl yeah totally yeah. <laughs> dude it, it totally looked like her teeth were about to fall out at any moment like she you know, was super hot you know what's funny <laughs> you know what's funny is her I can teeth were made of creamed corn and it was you know what's funny is I can watch I can watch a, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even say I can watch a show like this where you're watching people's guts get ripped out <laughs> and they're and like people getting their heads lopped off and just all the most disgusting shit like in in the the second episode where he's digging around in the dead bodies in the morgue and pulling out their intestines none of that shit bothers me but then when he goes in or when kelly goes in and finds that girl that junkie girl sitting in there and like her mouth is all crusty and shit i'm like ew yeah <laughs> oh, like what the f- ew stop it yeah, for yeah, me it was when gosh. kelly got her head dunked in the bedpan uh, oh, dude. like the, the show it's so yellow yeah. <laughs> it's so and it looks so, so viscous like somebody needs it's to so drink viscous. more water there's um, um there's, I, oh, that was I love, ashes i love the part too where she's like she starts counting and breaking all of her own fingers oh yeah yeah and then uh the orderly comes in and says oh what are you talking like he's he thinks it's kelly and then he looks back and it's just that weird girl and all of her fingers are just like hanging at weird angles because she just broke all of her fingers. That was gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. I I did really like the asylum episodes. It was just like the first fifteen minutes of the first, the first one. That it was, was like, like you needed to get kind of like like reintroduced to whatever story they were telling. Of, Maybe yeah. that's what it was. I mean, I liked I liked what was happening. I just I don't know. I I don't know. Like I liked the idea that Ball was like it was pretty obvious that Ball was still Ball sure, and sure. Ball with the Ball and <laughs> Ball with the Ball, ball with the, the Ball, bang, ball. Bang. <laughs> and you were it's obvious what was going on I just I don't know like I I think it took too long to get to where it needed to be yeah yeah because it was so obvious what was going on you know what I mean absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. like you didn't really need to sit there and question whether or not. Ash was really crazy in the past 35 years were a delusion because you know that it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I don't know. I, I think that that, that that version, though, of the story was my favorite because it was just different. Mm-hmm. It was a different 
everything, you know, for, for two episodes. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, we are, we are rapidly approaching the end of the episode here, but there are a couple of things I feel like we need to touch on. Mm-hmm. One of those things being is the fact they brought Cheryl back. Like this season did a really good job of calling back to the original movies. Mm-hmm. And like, the, between, between the actual original movie being superimposed in certain spots of the show. Yeah. And it, they did that a lot in season one too. And they did it even more, I think in season two, mm-hmm. um, where it's like parts of the original movie. They're calling back to it. You know, one of the things was Cheryl, they actually go into Cheryl's room and they actually brought back Ellen Sandweiss mm-hmm. who played Cheryl in the original movie. So you oh, had, did she really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought she, she looked was familiar. The original Cheryl. So you had, what I thought was real special is that you had Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, and Ellen Sandweiss all in the same scene together acting yeah. in an Evil Dead again. Like yeah, to really me, cool. like as a as an Evil Dead fan, it just warmed my heart. <laughs> and I loved it. Like I was uh-huh. like, yes, like this is this is home. <laughs> and I, I like and it, and it, oh my and gosh. It's great. And she looks not only she looks foxy still, but like she looks like Cheryl still. Well, it, I Older, thought it was I like thought it was Cheryl. cool though how they addressed that, like how they they played into it to give you an explanation as to why she was Cheryl, but she looked thirty five years older. Yeah, you know, because her character was supposed to be like, oh, I was I was gone all this time. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like all I know is that we were here and now I'm here and. And so it made sense for her to look thirty five years older. Sure. So I thought it was really cool. And, um, and she Jack, did she Jack did great too. To... Like she was actually genuinely fucking creepy she in was. there. <laughs> she made the and her even her in the makeup uh-huh. looked she looked and acted the same exact way she did in the original. She's got which is a testament. There's a there's a there's a there's a certain way that deadites act that heard it again oh that was weird was that weird silent again um there's a certain way that deadites act where a lot of these actors throughout this show nail it Mm -hmm. and some of them some of them are just kind of playing like a you know like a haunted or a a possessed person the way she acts though she's so iconic from the first one it's like a it's like a it's like a demon but also sort of like a rabid animal at the Mm -hmm. same time it's so fucking creepy dude the way she moves is so weird um I will say another person that I thought was really creepy the way they moved was uh, in the very beginning of uh, what the hell is my <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think I got like a mustache a mustache hair in my mouth or something <laughs> at the very beginning the uh, um, when he was about to do the the mother daughter sandwich mm-hmm. when the mom <laughs> when the mom was possessed I thought she was creepy as hell yeah oh yeah he's like I thought we had a truce and she's She's like, the truce is over, and the way her hands were moving and stuff, I was like, ooh. Yeah, it was creepy. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Super creepy. Um. Anyway, what were you going to say? No, I was, I was just on the whole Alan Samwise thing still. Yeah. Like, I'm just super pumped that they brought her character back into it. Mm-hmm. They're so faithful to the series. Mm-hmm. Everything about this TV series is just sucking the dick of the original <laughs> film series. It really is, though. <laughs> like, it, this film series exists... To honor the past, yeah, and not very many series do that. You right. know, like they are—they're so in tune with it. And they're, they hire directors that are like—it seems like at least like legit fans. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. MJ Bassett was a director who did a lot in the first season. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a lot in the second season. I forget exactly, but like, um, uh, he or or she—she's uh, a transgender—was. Uh, hugely influential on this entire series. I directed a lot of the episodes 
And it, it's just, it, again, it's a testament to the people they have working on the series that just get the series. You know, mm-hmm. they get the film franchise. They're fans of it. They want to bring the things back. And when they do it, they do it respectfully and not cheaply. You know, like everything has a place and everything works and it's fucking fantastic. And this season, I think, is, is again, I've seen all three, so I can say this. You guys have yet to see season three, so I'm, I, I'm very ex- excited, actually, to see what you guys think of the third season because I know how I feel about it. I love it, but I think season two is is just like, this, this season was the best season of the group. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that you just brought up that I totally agree with is... Um they don't like you could have like if you had a, a a different series that's been around for a long time i would just say uh i don't know just for example like star wars or not star wars star wars, uh, star, well, I, guess, star wars. Star I guess star wars i guess or like like star, <laughs> like star trek or something like that um like when when they when they revamp a series, everybody feels like, oh, we need to do something different. You know, like we need to we need to reinvent what this once was. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They just they put the fucking old wheel on the new car and drove it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's, a that's a great way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Good of saying it. That's, that's a said. that's a good of saying it. <laughs> yeah, like they they didn't they didn't feel like they needed to take Evil Dead and make something completely new out of it and something. And Something the, fresh, like I mean, not to say that it's not fresh, but no, it's not fresh. It's old. It's not the fresh. Whole point it's of a, the series it's a, is that it's old it's, version of what came before it. It's a rotting corpse, and they put makeup on it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a great they, way of saying it. <laughs> I, I I think that, uh, and I think that's where the uh, the beauty lies in this. You know, they didn't yeah. they didn't try to do anything fancy with it. They just gave you exactly what you wanted as a fan of Evil Dead. Yep, and just and then just ramped it up. You Absolutely. Know? And I, I think that as winding down here, it brings us to the last thing that we need to talk about. And that is that gigantic fucking piercing and that guy's dick. <laughs> I That's how we're going to end it, huh? That's how we're going to end it. <laughs> I think I missed well, it, and entire, I'm okay with that. Dude, how did you miss yeah, it? how did you miss it that, It was dude? like... When was it? It was like looking up into a completely clear sky and missing the North Star. How did you miss it? Wait, wait. So when was this? When Ash was sticking his head up the cadaver's asshole. <laughs> he had his his head pulled. He wasn't sticking it up so there. There was a scene. I, there there was, a scene. I, that was the first thing I noticed. Even before. So did I. Even, I noticed it like as soon as the curtain got pulled back off. And I go, "How does that guy have that big of a hole in his dick?" Well, and I thought it was. I thought it I was such it a. Completely. I thought it was such a weird, oddly realistic detail. You're right. You know what I mean? Because right. when you're in a like in a movie or in a show, you see a bunch of cadavers. Everything's gonna be. I mean, aside from the fact that they're all dead and, and partly, yeah, everything's going to be scientific. It's going to be run of the mill. It's going to be as oh, I know everything's going to be like. as that's, it should be. That's it. <laughs> and then you pull back, like, so I was thinking. Not only did they take the time to make this perfect replica of a human cadaver, but then they took the time to pierce the <laughs> stick with a huge Prince huge Albert. Huge Prince Albert. <laughs> Like that's had such to have been at least that big around. That's such had a oh been. lord. That's had such a been. that's such <sighs> a strange small detail to add in that maybe, I have to imagine that it was modeled f- after st- an actual first, person. Maybe when they first saw it, it was like 
that dick looks too good. We got We got to do something to it to make it look <laughs> a little bit different. That this is, a, is that it's is such a, a good looking dick. That is a that is a pristine Copy? cock. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stab it with something. But then the cadaver comes alive, and its guts wrap around Ash and literally start pulling Ash into its body. To <laughs> <laughs> to where it's just farting out shit juice. Oh, God. And Ash is just getting pulled up into its bunching. Not the ass! Not the ass! And then it sucks him up. And there's all. <laughs> it is. Because he's already had the autopsy, the stomach is ripped open, and you see Ash's face then go up into the cavity, and he goes, I'm in the ass! I'm in the, I'm in the butt! I'm in the butt! I'm in the And then right before he right before he finally gets the Right before he finally gets the body off of him, doesn't he say like get your get your dick off my face? Get your dick off my face. It was it was one of the best like the fact that he's just running around with this cadaver on him like he's wearing like a helmet. You ever seen you ever seen the comedy gag where a person has like a chicken cor or a corpse chicken corpse uh, a chicken body like on their head, you know, they're wearing the chicken uh-huh. hat. Yeah. It's that only with a human cadaver is basically what it is. Well, it's like uh if you if like if you are a fan of friends, if you've ever seen friends in the episode where Monica has the turkey on her head. It's essentially that, yeah, just with a human that's, body. That's and probably what I'm talking about. It's like a human body and way more shit. Oh, and, and dick <laughs> so, piercings. So much feces <laughs> and so much Prince Albert. Whoever sound designed that entire sequence oh to you God. probably had the most fun job <laughs> ever. <laughs> Whoever did Foley for that job. <laughs> when he finally pulls his head out and it just goes... I wonder if they... Fu- sprays all over him. That, that, if I was the director, I'd be like, let's find a contract guy for the Foley artist. Just like <laughs> like some like super straight face guy and be like, okay, here you go. Right? Have fun. And just record him and be like, wait, I'm supposed to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. lord it's uh it's 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 a very special part of the season <laughs> I'm so... and it's in season episode two i think yep episode it's two like right oh, off the no. bat like you just when you see that you know exactly what type of season you're in for <laughs> and it's really true like, the whole season's ridiculous and awesome and it's fantastic and if you haven't seen it if you're one of those people that watched maybe the first season and and you fell off Go back and watch it. It's on Netflix. All the seasons are on Netflix. Watch it. It's great. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you are a fan of, you know, I got to the end. I got to the end of this season, and I got bummed out because I was like, oh, I've only oh, got one more season left, and then I'm mm-hmm. done. It sucks. It's true. Me too. Such it's a true. bummer. Did you see? Oh, that there was you a, go. That was a hiccup. There you go. Did you see the post-credit scene of the very last episode? I did. Yeah, there's yeah, a post-credit okay. scene. There is a post-credit scene. I did not. So, so, uh, so Ruby isn't actually dead. You need to watch the season to figure out what we're talking about. But she's not actually dead, right? She shows up mm. at the very, very end. Yep. But then after the credits, you have the uh, the Book of the Dead still in the ground at the site of the cabin. And there's a bunch of hikers that come up and go, oh, look what I found. And they pull it up out of the ground. And you don't actually it. see a bunch of hikers. Uh, no, it's, it's you just hear a, like a young female voice yeah. go, hey, guys, look what I found. And she pulls the Book of the Dead out of the leaves. So, and then that leads into season three. Right so. on, right on. Oh, okay. so 
well, you, so you know that actually, it's you I know for, that it's hikers. Well, sort of. I actually kind of forget how season three opens. Mm. To be completely honest with you, I know that season three, the the overarching uh, idea of season three is should I should I give it away? No, no. Okay. I'm okay. actually gonna start it. Uh, Do you know anything about season three? No. Okay, then I'm not gonna say anything. I'm actually gonna start it this weekend. I don't want to wait another month to you watch said it. That so the last time. And you yeah, but it, this, so. but I loved the I, like I, I loved season one. I love this one even more, so and great. I just, I just want to jump right into season this, three. This series is is <clears throat> we keep saying it, but this is one of those rare series that just like works. Like it's mm-hmm. so much better. There's a Poltergeist TV series that sucked. There's an Exorcist TV series. That was awesome. Yeah, but like that was good. Very rarely do a lot of these. I, I know I'm one one I'm one out of two when I with my examples. But like, very rarely <laughs> do horror movie franchises do well in TV series. At least not in the past. I'm actually oh, I was gonna say I I'm really actually gonna disagree for, with you. Because... I have really high hopes for the Chucky series. I have really high hopes for a lot of the other ones that are coming out. But like, what else in the past has really been that great? Um, which ones did you mention? You mentioned Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the Poltergeist series. Bates was... Bates Motel. Bates Motel was good. Was yeah. really good. But that's more what's, recent though. I'm, what's that one recent. that the Terror is oh, supposed to be really good? Yeah, the Terror was good, but the Terror based off of the Terror was based off of a book though. That wasn't like an old TV show. Oh. Uh, it wasn't the old Jack Nicholson Terror movie. It was not. Um, it was not. I don't know. There's just been there's been a lot of shows in the horror genre though that have tried to make the jump from from movies to TV. Mm. That just oh, you're worked. talking about specifically from movies. Yeah, to I'm TV. just saying that right they, on, they, right they don't always work. You know, what I'm saying trying to take a movie franchise idea yeah. and then make it like like long term <clears throat> for a TV series. It just it just doesn't always work. Hannibal. Ooh, Hannibal again, works again. That's more of a recent series though. I feel like like within the last five five or so years, five ten years maybe. There's been like a resurgence mm. of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and they're doing it well. Yeah. Like the, uh, so I, I was reading an article not too long ago about how the horror bubble is about to pop. Whereas Bullshit. like pop as an, I think a good thing, like it's about to like take over mainstream. Like, like you see a lot of these mainstream horror movies are doing super well lately. Yeah. You know, horror TV is booming right now. You're seeing more and more of it. Like it just seems like that bubble has been, growing and growing and growing and it's about to just pop and explode that article was talking about the bubble popping in the same way that like the housing bubble popped like it's growing too big then it's just gonna oh, fail you, oh is that what it is yeah that's what that that I article didn't, i didn't read the article obviously <laughs> what why would you say something like that because i took it as, listen i be well if that's the case i completely disagree i think the bubble yeah. is going to pop and i think that it's going to be great i think that it's just going to like it's it's like think of every individual horror movie. I agree as, with I agree with you because I'm guessing whoever wrote that is not a horror fan. Oh, it was a bloody disgusting article. It was. Oh, but, so oh. no, they weren't. But, no, no, I disagree though. No, no, I, I still disagree. Though. I do. I disagree too. I, I I think that it's going to pop in the same way that you 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 pop a load and all of your your shit goes everywhere. You know what wow. I'm saying? It's going to start impregnating everything everywhere. Wow. Horror is just going to blossom. That's how I'm looking at it. Wow. I'm insightful. I think, I, I'm, I'm I think, super insightful. I think that's a great way to end the show. <laughs> With no, horror blossom. I don't think that it's going to just, like, the bubble's going to pop and that's going to be the end of it. No, I, no. I don't. I don't think the bubble's gotten big enough. Like no. just with I, I like just within the past couple of years is where we really start started to see 
horror enter the mainstream in a way that it and never has do before. super well right. in the mainstream. Yeah. Right. It's been there before. Horror goes in waves. We're, I think right now, though, we're not at the top of that wave yet. I think no. we are maybe halfway up that wave. But horror horror now is, this is probably a discussion for another time, but horror now is... Pick up the spare later. <laughs> horror now is starting to enter the realm of... Uh, it, it's starting to enter a different realm where it's just as artistic mm-hmm. as... As any other, you know, drama or romance or whatever the fuck, yeah, mostly like the, drama. Because let's let's face it, like the Academy Awards loves drama movies, right? Mm-hmm. But like, look at a movie like uh, Heredi- the *Hereditary*, *The Lighthouse*. Um, it, really, anything by anything by um, Robert Eggers, Eggers or uh, Ari Aster, uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. It's starting to enter a new realm of art that is right on par with any other movie that would be considered a work of art you know what i mean mm-hmm. well, I it's just that it's just that the mainstream art, is still having a hard time coming to grips with the subject matter that it tackles mm-hmm. yeah i still don't think that the mainstream necessarily understands or like i think that like mainstream um what would you pedestrian mainstream whatever you want to call like people like us you know that just absorb this kind of stuff we get it I don't know that mainstream Hollywood gets it though. I I still don't think they no, see yeah. it. They recognize they it. Take they it, understand that they something take is it at, happening. They but take it like, at face value. They'll mm-hmm. always look at a movie like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which <clears throat> a great movie. They'll always look at that though as a more legit version of what cinema is, other than a movie for scares. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't know if they'll ever really put the two together. And I, I think know. that's I think that's where. Uh, you know, people like Jordan Peele are breaking through and showing that he's tackling subjects that you can't ignore. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just pass his movies off as cheap jump scare movies. Like no. he's tackling, he's tackling classism. He's tackling racism. He's tackling all these heavy subjects that all of these other drama movies are tackling. But he's just doing it from a dis- different perspective, sure. Sure. and mm-hmm. you can't ignore that. What's uh, Robert Eggers' new movie? The Lighthouse. Uh, no, no, no. The one oh, the, 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 Nor- the Northman. Northman, yeah. They're oh, The Northman. I'm so excited for that. Yes, me that too. That sounds better than probably the other two movies. The, the, the I, don't really, I don't really know much about it. Have you uh, seen The Lighthouse yet, though? No, I haven't. I need to still. Yeah, need you can to borrow still. it. We should have a, we should have a, a viewing pretty we'll soon. Throw, we'll throw it in the... Uh, we'll Get together. It. Do you have it? I do. We'll, let's, uh, we'll let's... throw that in the bin. We need to do a Robert Eggers... Uh, yeah, let's uh, uh bin, let's get so. together and watch it soon because I'd like to see it. Oh, yeah. oh heck yeah! Anyway, let's, all right, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're just we're just, we're we're just, just kind of talking. Now, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for Ash vs Evil Dead season two. We got one season left. There's uh there's plenty more that we didn't talk about. Yeah, just watch it though. Just and watch you, it. It's on Netflix. You all have Netflix, and, and if, if you don't, then it, go to hell. You know. And if you've seen, <laughs> whoa, if, if, <laughs> you if you've seen season two, and there's something we didn't bring up, talk to us online. Yeah, we're friendly. Yeah. We like talking to you. We like yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like some of my friends. I'll like you, though. If you want to talk to me about this, I'll like you for sure. Yeah. More than some of my other friends. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Tweet us. Tell us you tell us that you're our friend. You listen to us. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Twat at us. <laughs> Throw us a twatter. Mm. Or Twitter. <laughs> we'll take both. Uh, you can also 
Sign <laughs> Get a free book on Audible on Audible.com. This seems like a good time to drop in an ad. Audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Pick up a free 30-day membership and a credit for a free book if you don't want the membership anymore. Read. Cancel anytime within those 30 days and like, you still get to keep the free book that you get. Look at me, I'm awesome at this. Like we said earlier, read Dune. Because apparently it's Dude. amazing. The movie was whatever, but like apparently the books are amazing. Prove me wrong here and tell me that uh, this series is way better than I think that it is. Please do. Yep. Jane Spence, you want to say anything? Nah. Yeah, All right. okay. That's nah. good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, that'll do it until, uh, until next, until next time. time. Well, next week is what? We're doing... Oh. Um, I don't know. You, you're Enter- the one with entertain you're the, the masses. You're the one with the list, dude. Entertain the masses. Oh, Animorph and Seven, yeah. Is that nope? I don't think that's that's next not week. next week. I don't. I don't believe so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we are the worst. Oh my. Oh yeah, because you guys posted a thing, we didn't did, you? Yeah. So we started doing the whole thing where that's we're uh, we're doing the entire month uh, ahead of time, so that people can you know actually watch stuff to know what that we're way, talking about. That way, we're not spoiling every movie for you ever. What? Next week is The Changeling and The Orphanage. Oh, that's going to be a good Ooh. one. Yeah, it's going to be good. I might watch that. We've those. actually already had people talking about how that's a really great double feature. Yeah, well, uh, so I know how to pick them, you know? What can I say? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers, boys. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, try to have a good night.